I like to think we're bringing people hope. We're not, but I like to think it. It's harmless phosphorescence. everybody this is throw smiley and i can't be spider-man i'm a leo and he's a sagittarius who's joining me this week i'm josh cc and i know it's hard to admit but how spectacular a move is this i'm brian lesh and i uh was watching the american flag <laughs> hello pedestrians i'm alaric weber and this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We've got Star Wars miniseries, holiday shows... Um, music shows. Uh, we do the monthly movie, a dollar a month, and you get to listen to a whole nother podcast that comes out every month. So uh, check that out. Uh, the month of September, we just did uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. In October, we're going to be doing a... Well, we're, we've got a few surprises for you for October. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But uh, coming coming to you, you Harmless Phosphorescence listeners. But head over to Harmless Entertainment. Uh, Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. Be a patron. Um, buck a month is all you need. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we have been watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Every day, I wake up knowing that the more people I try to save, the more enemies I will make. And it's just a matter of time before I face those with more power than I can overcome. I'm so sorry, I'm late. I had a traffic thing. Did your traffic jam have anything to do with being, I don't know, shot at by machine guns? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was implying. That was implying that. Agent <laughs> Park. There he is, boy. You're gonna want to see this. Oscorp. Get you under surveillance. Why? Isn't that the question of the day? There's something you're not telling me, Aunt May. I once told you that secrets have a cost. The truth does too. My name is Richard Parker. I have discovered what Oscorp was going to use my research for. I have a responsibility to protect the world from what I know they're capable of. What is all this? The future. We literally can change the world. What about Peter? Not everyone has a happy ending. bigger than you, Peter. I made a choice. This is my path. Soon, everyone in the city will know how it feels to live in a world without power, without mercy, without Spider-Man.
the amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, released May 2nd, 2014. It had a running time of 141 minutes. It cost $293 million, and it made $709 million at the box office. <laughs> at the box office. This was a hit. It was a hit. It made its yeah. money. It's it's kind of weird. Well, well, there's star power. I guess it's not kind of weird that they didn't continue, given the fact that it would have had to have been very shortly after this that they would have made the deal with uh, Marvel and Disney. Which to, fell through. Which fell through? And initially. That's why there wasn't an amazing three with Garfield. Because they didn't quite have it ironed out. Well, at least that's what I saw. But I well, yeah, I was assuming it. the Amazing Three didn't come out because they would have had to, you know, that Disney would have wanted to be, wanted it to be a new, you know, they right. they would have wanted to have brought Spider Man in on their own terms. I heard they okay. All right. The, but the I mean, I for this well, movie. If you heard things, then 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 tell me because I haven't looked no, into I that yet. Not. Okay. I, did not. I looked I just, up something for this for some reason and saw that, yeah. Okay. The trailer to this movie, I feel like we got hoodwinked. Yeah. That trailer um, is an entirely different story than the one yeah. that the movie actually was telling. Yeah. Was that scene even in it where Harry reveals that they're um, surveying? surveilling? No, him? no. That was cut out. No. That because was cut- that would have revealed. I mean, I like how they revealed his identity to him in this, actually. But yeah. No, that scene would have changed things. There's clearly a ton of stuff that was cut out, which is crazy considering this movie is a million hours long and stuffed with everything and has so much happening. But they clearly cut a bunch of stuff out still, um, which will actually we'll get into some of that in the uh, production notes. But in the meantime, guys, are you ready to play the box office top 10 game? This is the game where I'm going to uh, go through the box office top 10. All the top movies released May 2nd, the week of May 2nd, 2014. The guys are going to try to guess them as I read off the descriptions based on the box office mojo descriptions. Um, there's a there's a, there's a a couple in here from uh, our last episode, but not a ton, so... I think it's enough. We can go ahead and go through it. And there's a there's a couple interesting things here. Um, see if you can explain them in a different. Yeah, I'll see what I can way. do. Um, just <laughs> that's what you do every week. I'm sorry. You <laughs> there was a lot released this week, but like, like the Protector Two, uh, Saul. None of these are in the top ten. Saul Lewitt, more than a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> more, more than a rainbow, or like a rainbows don't pull their own slack. I'm like, so rain? Yeah, I don't right. Know. That's like, more than a rainbow. Yeah. Documented for a woman now in the wings on a world stage. I don't. Is that is now the the now that's what I call hits documentary. Uh, oh no. Oh oh, I just saw what this is. Kevin Spacey, Sam Mendes, and the Bridge Project Company reveal some of the most intimate moments behind the scenes of their staging of Richard III. I have a feeling we didn't get to see all of his intimate moments. (laughs) I remember that now, yeah. Yeah, those could be used in court against him. Right. Um, Decoding Annie Parker, Water and Power, Walk of Shame, Ida, Belle, 
<laughs> like some of these, these are just words. Um, and <laughs> I'd like to point words. out that the number 11 movie is called simply, and this is the first time I'm ever hearing of this, is called simply Bears. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> bears. More I bear propaganda. Uh, so, all right. Coming in at number 10. <laughs> oh, God. Um, an atheist professor <laughs> changes his beliefs after a student argues with him in class. God's totally dead. The universe has no meaning. God's not dead. Yeah, God's yeah. not dead. But, like, that's 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 the plot of the film. Like, like yeah. come on. It, yeah. Because yeah. we all know how much professors are willing to listen to their students' opinions and be swayed <laughs> by them on any subject. I don't know if it was this one, but around the time they made a movie based on what a kid claimed, you know, was real, but about a little kid who like died on the table for like two minutes or oh, a minute or something. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it, yeah, and he came back and he's like eight or nine, but then he was like doing talk shows and shit, telling people what heaven looked like. Was that also produced by Kirk Cameron and like Ben oh, Shapiro? I think so. Probably. Um, yeah. What if he came back and he was just like, dude, Transformers, that's heaven. <laughs> Would she be like, I don't It's I a darkness prime. <laughs> it's a dark, cold void, and I'm, I wasn't quite aware of myself. <laughs> uh, it's like, you, um, have you ever seen Paw Patrol? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's what, yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was Paradise, like in Buffy, and they, you know, uh, ripped the kid back out. Yeah, and he's like, he's like fuck, fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, coming in at number nine, um, a very uh, well-composed film full of people uh, having uh, some some comedies of errors. A well composed. A very symmetrically film. composed film. Oh, right. We did this. Um, uh, Ocean's 12? No. Oh. Very symmetrically composed. Um, as in shots. Side by side. Two eyes. The, uh, the filmmaker is famous <laughs> for, for, his, for his symmetrically composed shots, actually. Uh. And we did talk about this last week. Which is why I have such a lame description this week. Oh, up and down? No. Side by side. Inside uh, out. Boy, you turn me. <laughs> upside down. Uh, um, it's about a hotel. Um, oh, it's Wes Anderson. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, the Grand Budapest. The Grand yeah. Budapest I don't think hotel. of him as being symmetrical. I think of him as using miniatures. Oh, well, he does that. But yeah, like, he uses diorama. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but like, it like is you know, symmet- like he's super, yeah. super into like symmetrically composed shots um number eight a university professor and a team of students conduct an experiment on a young woman (laughs) i want to leave it just there but um there's more uncovering terrifyingly dark unexpected forces in the process they 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 red pilled (laughs) oh this is a remake right do they remake flatliners no. Oh, they did remake Flatliners, but that's not what this is. Okay. Um, Experimenting college professors and students, you say? Yeah. It does sound like so Flatliners, like, though, doesn't it? Is that I kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of college experiments. He's all that. No. Um, 
He's half of that. <laughs> which apparently He's All That is a remake of She's All That, which was just Pygmalion. But, um, was, was Pygmalion. Yeah, but, um, but it's apparently starring TikTok stars. They got some TikTokers and remade it. Oof. Yeah, big oof. Um, this one is called The Quiet Ones. Huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number seven is not The Hunger Games, and it's not Maze Runner. It's... Divergent? Yeah. Um, here we go. Number six. An undercover Detroit cop navigates a dangerous neighborhood that's surrounded by a containment wall. 48 hours. Oh, wait. No, no. no Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills with, Cop, that's right. With the help of an ex-con, could be 48 hours, in order to bring down a crime lord and his plot to devastate the entire city. Escape Detroit. from Detroit? Detroit? No. That would be a Did you guys you know that? that you got, you guys know... Um, what was it? Uh, what is that John Carpenter movie? Um, Ghosts of Mars. Is that what? That's that yes. was it. Yeah, was yes. originally going to be the third escape. It, huh. it was supposed to be huh. Escape from Mars with Snake. Oh Luskin. my god! Yeah. that's incredible. I so wish he had gotten gone with that. Wow! Wow! Yeah, Man. I'm really sad that that didn't get made that way. Still time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him and Kurt Russell are still alive. So um, yeah. Um, so yeah, no. This movie though uh, stars. Oh my God, RZA. <laughs> okay. Um. And Paul Walker. It's called Brick Mansions. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. I hope Paul Walker is the bad guy and RZA is the detective. Yeah, that'd be better Definitely than the other way. The detective. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, it's a jungle out there for these birds and their kids after they're hurtled from uh, in from uh, the big city to the wilds of the Amazon. Over the hedge? As our lead tries to fit in, he goes beak to beak with a vengeful, with another vengeful bird and meets his father-in-law. Uh... I mean, this sounds like Rio, but, but is it, it Rio 2? Yes, it is, Al. It is Rio 2. <laughs> Carnival. Her name is Rio, and she dances in the sand. Uh, in the sand. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, a senior citizen loses his job. <laughs> oh, Captain America? Yes, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Faint smell of pine. Uh, 95, I'm not dead. Yep. <laughs> and at number three, a small town father must find the courage and conviction to share his son's extraordinary, life-changing experience with the world. Oh! I just realized what this is. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like the movie we were doing. Uh, uh, it's about a kid who yeah. dies and oh. has, comes and tells everybody what what it was like. It's like it's the one we were talking about, Josh. I don't remember. I'm like, oh my god, I'm back. <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's me, um, Timmy. Okay. It's called uh, Heaven is for Real. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope that's a direct simplified? quote from a child. Yeah. yeah. Something Do you that, see like, how simplified yeah, it has to be? Right. For yokels. Uh, heaven is for real. Um, I'm going to see that movie. What's it about? <laughs> Heaven's for real. Yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward, Earl. His wife's like, I want to see Inception. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's a very know. simple story. See, there's these totems. <laughs> a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. Heaven is real. It's kind of like My Fair Lady. Um, <laughs> Heaven is real, and you better watch your back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, number two, this was on last week too. Um was it? No, maybe this one wasn't. After discovering her boyfriend is married. No, this was not on last week. Okay. After discovering her boyfriend is married, Carly soon meets the wife he's betraying. And what when yet another love affair is discovered, all three women team yes. up to plot revenge. It's like the we got Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton. It's like that one that Goldie Hawn and Diane Keaton. And yeah, Richard the First Wife's Club. Yeah. Um. So this is. Uh... And Leslie Mann and Kate Upton are all like hanging all over Cameron Diaz. Can they're wild and crazy, and she's wearing a suit, and she's Kate Upton's in that. I yeah. didn't know. Mm. Yeah, Kate Upton, mm. Leslie Mann, and Cameron Diaz are That's the three ladies. Um, uh, exes. The X, I, yeah, the title's on that level, but it's it's called the other women, mm, side bitches, yeah. the movie. Uh, and number one this week, when New York is put under siege by Oscorp, it is up to Spider-Man to save the city he swore to protect, as well as his loved ones. That is not the plot to this movie. No, it is not. <laughs> that is any dishonest advertised. And it is dishonest. It is. That is not the plot. That is not that the is movie crazy. we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oscorp. Um, yeah. Oscorp doesn't. Yeah. yeah. No. They're All the shit they're doing is behind they the scenes. To New York with City. Military contracts, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, they're not besieging the city. No, but they're the, providing energy as well. The question is, what is this movie about? Because it seems to not be about. It seems to be about simultaneously twenty-seven different things and nothing at all. And nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, this is uh, the end of the box office top ten, which means, Mister Alaric Weber, tell us, tell us things that we can learn about why Polly. Our, our our good friend Polly G was screaming in a Russian accent. Okie doke. Uh, we'll start off with Electro, though. Mm. So, pardon me, right before we start. So, does that make Al sort of like, oh, ah, who, the, is that his name? The Watcher? Oh, yes. Oh. Al is our own personal Watcher. <laughs> cool. I thought so. Um, Electro. Created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Sorry, I was trying to do a watcher voice. <laughs> it was sounding, you were doing it. It was good, but it was also it also um, sounded a little bit more like um 
uh, uh, what's his face from Rocky Four? Oh, Drago. <laughs> Drago, yeah. First appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man number f- number nine, where he was weak. February nineteen sixty-four. Um, let me repeat that. <laughs> um, Electro, we're talking about, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man number nine, February of nineteen sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an old school villain. Yeah. Maxwell Max Dillon was an electrical engineer and line person. While, <laughs> Sorry, while I just re- thought of the song, the Glenn Campbell song. Oh, w- Wichita lineman. So, yeah. mm. uh, different line. Uh. Uh, while repairing a power line, a freak lightning accident Maybe. caused a mutagenic change that transformed him into a living electrical capacitor. So he wasn't simply bitten by a bunch of electric eels. In, in <laughs> fact, he was not. Yeah. That it was, was more complicated than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank goodness. And in 1960, whatever. <laughs> but in 2014, nope, he just gets bitten by electric eels. <laughs> We all well, know that while holding on to a power line. Yes. Yeah. Yes, which so. didn't look like it was doing much of anything at all <laughs> when he was in that. T- Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Go ahead, Al. All right. Uh, Dylan's powers were initially weak, so he spent some time stealing equipment from Stark Industries to charge himself. That's Bob Dylan's bio. <laughs> <laughs> he was approached by Magneto for potential recruitment into the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Uh, which would have been cool because you would have had electromagnetism. Ah, yes. Going on in there. Um, but Dylan refused. They've uh, never updated his costume out of all the villains and characters. I mean, obviously not in this, but... Uh, actually, they have. Have they? Yes. Oh, oh right. Since the Ultimate Universe, probably. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So, Max took his first life defending himself from a small-time thug to whom he owed money. Um, shot him through the chest with a, a little lightning bolt. Okay, I was, I was hoping you were going to say with a forty-five. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm electric, but, you know, I still carry a gun. <laughs> fair is fair. He soon <laughs> took on the name Electro and turned to a life of professional crime. His first target was J. Jonah Jameson. He broke into Jameson's safe at the Daily Bugle right in front of J. Jonah. <laughs> J. Jonah was like, stop. That's my safe. Stop. <laughs> right Wait. in front of me. <laughs> uh, Jameson accused Spider-Man of being the same person as Electro. Oh. While attempting to prove this incorrect and confronting Electro, Spider-Man is nearly killed after touching the electrically charged villain. And he was like, it's electric. (laughs) (laughs) Oogie, oogie, oogie. Uh, Spider-Man eventually defeats Electro using rubber gloves to protect himself and a fire hose to (laughs) short-circuit Electro. (laughs) Over and over and over. Uh, Electro's superpowers revolve around manipulation of electricity, which he can absorb to charge himself. Sufficiently charged, he would gain additional abilities such as flight, super strength, and super speed. <laughs> but like a Blu-ray speaker, after about 25 minutes, he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, Electra has been viewed as one of the less insane supervillains. Oh. Ah. 
<laughs> you need a whistle for that. <laughs> <laughs> Under average insanity. Oh, sorry. I'm glad I that's the that's the that's the sanity whistle. Yeah. <laughs> if I've ever heard it. Um reviewer Ray Tate described uh, our villain as a bank robber with electrical powers, not a wanton psychopath. Eh. Yep. Um Electro's feelings towards Spider-Man are not a pathological hatred but a healthy loathing for a hero who repeatedly thwarts his plans for super larceny. So, like, none of what you've just been describing in any way made it into this film. Nope. Um, Electro is known to be a team player. Uh, being a founding member of the Sinister Six, he has also been affiliated with the Emissaries of Evil, the Frightful <laughs> Four, the Exterminators, the Sinister Twelve, and the Legion Accursed. The Sinister 12. Why aren't they the Terrible 12? Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the Frightful 4. On a softball team called the Tigers. <laughs> um, let's see. Electro's original costume consisted of a yellow and green bodysuit with an electric bolt headdress. I know. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. So I was crazy. so sad that he wasn't wearing it. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Um, in the 2000s, Electro was reimagined for the Ultimate Marvel Universe. This Electro was the result of bioengineering experimentation by Justin Hammer. We'll remember him from as a foe of Iron Man. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. With the genius level. Sorry, I won't say. Um... This uh, experimentation gave Max Dillon his electric powers. Ultimate Electro is bald with electric bolt facial scarring. Ultimate Electro. So he's like Harry Potter? Or <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the bolt, just the one bolt. Um, he sports a leather outfit or when fully charged appears naked. <laughs> Me too. Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No point in being clothed. Once you're fully charged, <laughs> once you're fully charged, you can go balls out, literally. Um, his skin is sometimes shown to be orange, sometimes a glowing blue, depending on his mood. <laughs> I'm a mood villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, mainstream Marvel Electro would take on a, a variant of this look Ugh. around 2009. So mainstream. Um, for the uh, the gauntlet, I think was the storyline that uh, he debuted his new look in. Um, <laughs> also, at this time in this storyline, uh, his powers evolved into that of a living thunderbolt, allowing him to travel through electrical appliances and power lines. Hmm. Yes, see, that's a fun feature, but yeah, yes, took a while to get there. Yeah, and also mm -hmm. one which apparently can. That was that was one of my big questions for this. Yeah, How, yeah. We got uh, for sure. There was uh, after this movie uh, for a while. There was a female Electro uh, whose uh, real name was Francine Fry. With <laughs> Fry, Electra? yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, was, wouldn't that be an well, Electra? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she sported sort of the the classic green and yellow with the 
electric bolt headdress as well. Oh, I have to look her up. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know I was into this. <laughs> um, since we saw a little bit of him, let's talk a little bit about the rhino, right? Because we're not going to have a third movie to talk about him in. We're much in this one. Uh, created by Stan Lee and John Romita Sr., the Rhino first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 41, October of 1966. Sweet. <laughs> and is a, I, I so was looking forward to seeing Paul Giamatti in the original Rhino suit. That would have been cool. Would have been kind of cool. Uh, so uh, Alexei Sitsevich is a Russian mafia thug who undergoes a series of experimental chemical and radiation treatments to grant him superhuman strength and an artificial skin armor. Uh, Sitsevich rebelled against the Russian scientists to become a successful criminal. The Rhino would most frequently clash with heroes Spider-Man and Hulk. And Rhino is typically portrayed as a dim-witted brute. Is that the... I was just going to say, Brian. <laughs> like, and there was lightning and thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of doorknobs. <laughs> um, Bag of doorknobs. <laughs> that's, that's our... Dim-witted brute sound effect. That's 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 the dim-witted brute jaw harp. Yes, of yeah. course we all know it. The uh, rhino is clearly the first we've seen. In our dim, dim-witted. Oh no, we had somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but somebody else earned the uh, the jaw harp twang a while back. Awesome. Um, can't remember. Um, the ultimate Marvel version of Rhino was scientist Alex O'Hearn, who uses a suit of armor stolen from the U.S. Army. And in and, that version, he's uh, a Republican in name only. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Rhino suit. Uh, Rhino is an acronym for uh, Robotism, Heuristic, Intelligence, Navigable, Operative. Oh, my Lord. Wow, you know, they really for that one. <laughs> I totally, you know, they accidentally spelled Robotism. Um, I, I think I'm going to convert to Robotism. <laughs> we all will one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not some me. Other... I'm going to convert to PDF. Huh. <laughs> Easier to read. Some other comics mentions in the movie. We had Donald Menken, uh, personal assistant to Norman Osborn, later promoted to Oscorp director of personnel, and later tried to do a uh, a takeover bid to oust the. The Osborns. Uh, Donald Macon first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 239, April of 1983. Uh, Felicia Hardy. The cat. The cat. Uh, we all, we, she's only credited as Felicia in this. I can't remember if it was from the credits or uh, an extra somewhere where they um, it was revealed that this was in fact Felicia Hardy. She's Daughter. wearing black. Right. Daughter of a world-renowned cat burglar, uh, followed in her father's footsteps, ado- adopting the costumed identity of the black cat. I just learned that she has uh, an ability to disrupt 
the probability fields of her foes, thus yeah. giving them bad luck. Bad luck. Huh. Like a black cat. Um, like Scarlet that, Witch also? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Felicia Hardy first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 144, July of 1979. Uh, we have in this movie a male version of Dr. Ashley Kafka. Um, the, <laughs> but we don't know why. <laughs> the female um, comic version was introduced in Spectacular Spider-Man number 178 in July of 1991. She was a psychiatrist and founder of the Ravencroft Institute for the Criminally Insane. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Alistair Smythe, um, who didn't... Uh, that was BJ Novak in the movie. Mm. He, he, um, I, I'm pretty sure he was just playing Ryan. <laughs> From the office, yeah, yeah. yeah Wonderkind, versatile, yeah. little uh, homeboy. In the comics, the character first appeared in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual number nineteen, November of nineteen eighty-five. His father, Spencer Smythe, created the Spider Slayer robots. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, when the name when Dad died, Alistair inherited his father's legacy, creating new Spider Slayers. Um, but as a revolt result of battling Spider-Man, I think, uh, Alistair would become paralyzed from the waist down. Then he created the ultimate spider slayer bioorganic carapace for himself. Uh, that was the, uh, um, he had the bird-like talon feet. He had the curved, uh, blade weapons coming from his shoulders mm -hmm. and he had a web shooter. Probably organic, like, uh, our, uh, like our Toby. <clears throat> and uh, finally, reappearing in this movie, this time with a name, uh, we've got Gustav Fears, the gentleman. The gentleman. Yes, indeed. Um, this character actually first appeared in 1999 in Spider-Man, The Gathering of the Sinister Six, a novel by Adam Troy Castro. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Later, the character would be introduced into comics. Yeah, I read that too. He was in three, yeah, novels. Yes, the whole comics. That's wild. It, it's the novels based around like popular um, TV and film and comics and stuff like that are always very interesting to me. Like the gazillion mm. Highlander novels and all the Crow novels and like. Well, and. I remember reading Batman 89's novelization and just loving it. I The Batman 89 novelization, I read multiple times. The novelization for the movie Willow, I read multiple oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the novel. Hang on real quick. Uh, one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, uh, six, I, I'm counting 16 Spider-Man novels between oh. 1994 and 2002. Wow. Huh. I have several Star Trek novels. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are no, those, tons of those. Yeah, Star Trek and Star Wars novels. Like, right. I just read a ton of them, sure. Um, after the fact, William Golding wrote the, um, like, History of Florin, the, like, yeah. the Princess Bride book, but as and, written by S. Morgenstern. Yeah. And and uh, really cool. he wrote he wrote a sequel to the Princess Bride too in the same um in the same manner as the first one like like he was adapting mm -hmm. it again 
Right. Um. So. All right. Um. Uh, Al. That's. Uh, I believe that was it. All right. All right. If I missed any, write your congressman. Oh, so that incredibly insulting and frustrating German doctor at Ravencroft isn't based on any. Oh, that was uh, that was Doctor Ashley Kafka. Yeah, that was Kafka. Oh, Doctor Kafka, and he was yes, an evil German scientist. <laughs> right. Like, come he was on. Coming off as like a German scientist that had been like snuck over on Project Paperclip or yeah. something, but it's 2014 <laughs> and he's 30 years old. Yes. Right, exactly. You're a regular German doctor who immigrated. Yes, he's a German doctor who immigrated over. He's like, should I take up some evil science? <laughs> I do have the accent. Um, okay, thank you, Al. So um, that brings us to the production. Of the film production and reviews, so um, they there. This film was once again directed by Mark Webb, who directed the first one. Um, it was a uh, written by Alex Kurtzman, Robert Orkey, Jeff Pinkner, and James Vanderbilt. Yes, four writers. Um, though to be fair, um, Orkey and Kurtzman uh, are a writing team, so they would have written it together. They also. Um, have a uh, writing credits on um, let's see the Transformers, the two, <laughs> Mission Impossible Three, Legend of Zorro, The Island, Cowboys and Aliens, um, Now You See Me, <laughs> Star Trek Beyond, um, and uh, the 2017 Mummy. Um. So that's those two. Jeff Pinkner. Um, let's see. He uh, This is his first film credit. He went on to have writing credits on the Dark Tower movie, which... Oh, my God. Yeah, that thing. <clears throat> now we know who to push down if we ever see him. Right. Shove him to the ground. Like, oh, my God. What What the fuck? That, yeah. that thing. I'm it never going to so forgive I've... that. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, oh, have you read? The, you've read the series, Al? Not the entire series. Uh, the first three books, I believe. I've I've Same. read first three. That's all I've read. I did read through the whole thing. I mean, they only get longer as they go on, too. So sure. um, it's Stephen King, but um, it's it has one. It has a great ending. A really, really great ending. Um, How many are there? Seven. Damn. Seven now. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Um, to get to a great ending, yeah, no, I I didn't think he was ever going to finish it, and he 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 did. So I I'd been waiting for it since I was like twelve. Um, but uh, let's see. He also let's see. Uh, we are talking about uh, what's this dude's name? Jeff Pinkner. He also wrote uh, Venom, so we'll see him again. Uh-huh. And uh, he's currently no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was yeah, it was what it was. He's currently writing the Creature from the Black Lagoon remake and the One Punch Man live action movie, which is apparently uh which is based on an anime that my son oh. likes quite a bit. Um James <laughs> Vanderbilt. We saw him on the Amazing Spider Man, uh the first one also, so we've already talked about him. Um he financed the railroads. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this film, the cast, um, was a uh, 
We've got Andrew Garfield back as Peter. Um, Gwen Stacy is played once again by Emma Stone. Um, and uh, let's see, coming back again. Sally Field. Yeah, Sally Field is back again. There's my cast list. Okay. Um, Look who's back. <laughs> Sally's back. <laughs> Just like created a monster, but nobody wants to see Sally no more. They want Norma Ray on chopped liver. <laughs> Oh my god! Let's keep going <laughs> after the show. We'll, we'll write that. And Campbell Scott is back as Richard Parker, and Beth Davids as Mary Parker, and Jamie Fox is here as uh, Electro. Um, Jamie Fox, of course, got to start on in Living Color. Um, he won an Oscar for Ray. Uh, I think he went to Juilliard, right? Uh did he? Anyways, keep going. I can yeah. easily find it. Um, oh, Django. He did Django right before this. Um, yeah. Uh, he was a... Oh, he he did a voice in No Way Home. Or wait, no. He was in... No, he's going to be in Star, um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. yeah, he's so far actually on the IMDb. Yeah, well, and he was... Like, yeah, One of the few. He's one of the few that's been verified. Verified. Officially but... verified, yeah. Um, uh, he was in the soloist with Robert Downey Jr. Um, and yeah. that's what this character reminded me of the most. Ah. Um, Wasn't like he in the movie Rain on Me with um, Adam Sandler? Rain is in REI, like the Who song. I think it was about 9 11. Hmm. But, anyways, the soloist was freaking awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborne. We saw him in Chronicle. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Paul Giamatti as Alexei Sitsovich slash Rhino Polly G. Oh, um, fuck. Fuck, guys. Uh, uh, treat yourself to the 30 Rock episode with Paul Giamatti. God, yes. Pete, treat yourself to anything he's in, which includes yeah, Big but- Fat Liar and Big Mama's House, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Um his 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 uh long long filmography is insane. Um he was he was in singles? Weird. Mighty so Aphrodite. Campbell Scott. Yeah, huh. Singles, Mighty Aphrodite, uh Donnie Brasco. Oh, private parts where he played pig vomit. Um my best oh, yeah. my best friend's <laughs> wedding, deconstructing Harry, uh the Truman show, Dr. Doolittle. Um Man on the Moon. I mean, yeah, he's been in a gazillion, gazillion things. Oh, American Splendor. Ew, that and was... then Sideways, he got a lot of acclaim for that. Did he get an Oscar for Sideways? I feel like he got Somebody nominated did. at least. Somebody did. Thomas Hayden Church got nominated, I believe. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you could tell they were filming that at the same time as this because of the barbed wire tattoo. That he had <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, then uh, let's see. Felicity Jones played Felicia Hardy, uh, you know, for uh, played uh, was from Rogue One is probably how she, what she's best known for at this point. Um, but uh, let's see. She, I mean. She did a bunch of like Britishy stuff. Northanger Abbey, Brideshead Revisited, The Tempest, <laughs> mm. but best known as Jin or so. Um, 
and uh, let's see. Um, Chris Cooper played Norman Osborn, which is weird considering that they that they got Chris Cooper for a grand total of like forty five seconds of film of uh, screen time. And he's uncredited. Is he? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Um, Dennis Leary back as the ghost of George Stacy. <laughs> He's like, now, Peter, you don't wish you were never bored. I'll show you why. The first line should have been, Captain Stacy was dead to begin with. He died 20 years ago. I don't know who you picked up on that highway. These are the chains I forged in life. <laughs> um, and, uh, guys, we've got... Uh, three seconds of the back of the head of Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson. Hmm. Yes. When? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, at the funeral or what? At the well, at the end, uh, we get we get to see the back of her head in the uh, scene, the final scene with Rhino. But uh, there was a number of other scenes shot which were cut. Um, she was Peter's next door neighbor. Yeah, I read uh, most of the scenes with Mary Jane uh, was. The two of them like talking over the fence in their backyard. Yeah. Mm. Shailene Woodley, uh, probably at this point best known um, for uh, Big Little Lies. Um, Wasn't she in Divergent? She was. Yes. Yes. Yes, she was. Um, That's all I know about Divergent and Shailene Woodley. uh, I mostly know her from Big Little Lies. Oh, she was also in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Um, which I never watched. <laughs> We're not supposed to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the fault in our stars. Huh? Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, rounds out our cast there. Um, which brings us to, uh, reviews. This has 52% on rotten tomatoes, rotten tomatoes. Um, <laughs> As they call it down south. Uh, uh, Let's see. I've got a few here I wanted to read. Um, So. uh, uh, Let's see. Anonymous writes. I think it was Green Goblin that ruined the movie. But Electro was reasonable. (laughs) A very reasonable man. Very level headed review. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I highly enjoyed the setup of the main antagonist, Electro, as he paints a beautiful picture of the pains of loneliness and being so accustomed to being treated like the most inferior of, inferior of all seen through his boss. Despite being contributing the most, designing the plan that the entire power grid is based on, why are there so many haters for Electro? You all have zero empathy. <laughs> Someone related wow. a little too hard to Electro. <laughs> Yeah. Help. That was that was Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon. Gordon. You need a new this job, Gordon. Um, and then Robert D writes, This movie is amazing. I've said enough. <laughs> you said too much, Robert. Right. Too much. And I love the fact Robert's uh because you know you can have a profile on Rotten Tomatoes. His his picture for his profile is um a, him and his significant other, and they're like at the beach. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. Um, and then my favorite. So <clears throat> Will B writes, honestly, I love how this movie makes me want to take a nap in the middle of the road during rush hour. Smiley face. 
The movie really makes sense when it comes to putting in a bunch of nonsense and bullshit like Karen's in a Mexican restaurant. The movie is like that one child in school whose life was completely ruined because their parents had total control of them and didn't let me make choices of my own. <laughs> it switches one person. Wow. Written get, get help, Wilby. <laughs> then he writes, Amy Pascal, one of the executives at Sony, fucking bitch. You know when you have plans for the future, but there's one thing a person comes in and fucks it up for you? Yeah, that's what this movie is. This movie is, in fact, interesting, but really just destroys Spider-Man, like how Thanos did it in Infinity War. How is it that something with so much potential was somewhat a representation of 2020? Terrible. What? Yeah. Earth. That guy. Um, and I thought I had uh, unhinged views about this movie. <laughs> Reasonable. I have a personal review of this movie. Oh, yes, Al. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unlike most movies, I was unable to watch this a second time. Well, yeah, um, I, I normally watch our movies twice. Um, Last night, uh, before I even started the movie, my body shut itself down. <laughs> Rather, <laughs> was it Al? Would you describe this movie then as a legitimate rape? <laughs> oh Jesus! Because <laughs> we that can reverse preservation. You just, <clears throat> um, uh, yeah. My body decided it needed to go to sleep rather than view this movie one more time. The ambient Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a review of this movie. Boo. Yeah. Um, it's not a great movie. <laughs> if, if you haven't guessed yet, viewers and listeners. Um, so uh, that's it for the background. Are you guys ready to go ahead and just jump into this thing? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Throw me down that goddamn bell tower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a we'll have a running list of tropes. There's a lot of clock towers in New York, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, especially at that power station. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Analog ancient clock. All right, here we go. This is the amazing Spider-Man 2. We open on Robert Parker. He's doing uh, spider science Richard. on the gears Richard of his Parker, watch sorry. because we are setting up this goddamn clock tower. Yes. Wow, yep. Time the, and clock and the gears sure. are falling apart. Yes. Right. Inside his watch. Yes. Richard Parker. Yes. Yes. And That's he, why it took so many writers. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like he's doing his spider science, but he gets locked out of the system. So he steals some research materials and heads home, apparently to play the world's worst game of hide and seek. As we saw. Yeah. So basically it's a little version of Rashomon because it's the same shit we saw in the first, but from a different point of view. But also in the first one, he was playing hide and hide seek and with seek. his with Peter. But apparently yep. he said, go hide, Peter, while I make this vlog. <laughs> yeah. Um, because right. because it's the same scene. We Peter calls yeah. him in to the office no. being all busted up. And that's in, what I mean. It's the exact same scene, right. but it's just told a different 
Yeah. Like, did Peter think he was playing hide and seek with his dad? Like, what the fuck? Um, all right. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we get the rehash of the first movie where he and his wife leave Peter with Ben and May. Then we discover that the Parkers are private jet people. I guess so. But, yeah, but but their but their brother and sister their brother and sister in law have to fucking work two jobs. May well, in the first movie took two trains to get to work. Well, May brings it up later about Richard actually that he wears the same shabby coat and he takes the D train or whatever. He was eat. saving all of his money so he could take that private jet at the beginning. That jet <laughs> he was, he was like, like I'm gonna own a private jet. It's what I've always wanted to do. I'm gonna blow my entire life savings on one private jet ride. <laughs> We live in a condo, but we're jet people now. Yeah. Um, so anyways, the Parkers get on the private jet and are flying somewhere. Richard is trying to upload a video because, you know, with an Ethernet like they had in 2005. on Well, like maybe a private jet had, had, had Wi-Fi. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But um, uh, when they're attacked by the co-pilot, who's secretly an assassin... He and Ben struggle. Uh, his Mrs. Parker gets shot. He's able Ben. He and Ben. Um, he and Richard Rich, struggle. Richard, Richard. Richard. Richard Parker sees the co-pilot washing the blood off of his off hands. His hand. Right? Yep. Did he karate chop the pilot to death with his <laughs> hand? <laughs> How did he get blood on his hands, killing the pilot? I have well, so many unanswered there. questions about this scene in particular, and because he didn't use the gun that was in the drawer, right? Uh-huh. Right, that he just left in the drawer that he didn't have tucked into his waistband or in a holster. Yeah, he used yeah. a knife that he left up in the cockpit. Maybe yeah, it's still Maybe. sticking out of the pilot. Yes, yeah. yeah. right. I have I have but, a, a lot of unanswered questions about this. I was going to leave him for the end because I have like so many. But um, yeah. as far as I know, as well, um, you know, if you have a private jet, I think you sort of have a flight crew that goes along with that. Yeah, yeah, jet that you own. You know what I mean. Because, you know, you can own a jet, but you can't fly a jet unless you're a pilot. So, well, yeah. Is this Norman's jet? So how did the pilot not know, know. What the, the co-pilot? Right. Well, and then why did the... Okay, yes, yes, absolutely that. Um, how, why did the co- Why did the pilot suddenly, for no apparent reason, just fall forward onto the steering wheel, causing the jet to start to crash? <laughs> that I He wasn't know. dead yet. Okay. He was slowly what, dying. And it's a shitty plan anyways, because you didn't have to kill the pilot. Just close. Like, I'm going to the back of the plane. Close that door. Quietly kill the Parkers. And then land the plane. Then the pilot would find out. Yeah. But, but yeah, why are you killing him then? The pilot doesn't have a rear view mirror. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is my biggest unanswered question. And I'll go ahead. I'll bring it up here about the plane scene. Mm-hmm. Why does that bathroom have a lock on the outside? <laughs> They should though. Yep, <laughs> the way people travel these it, days. Be, the because I, so I, my answer to this question in my mind, because I had a question about that and the goddamn gun in the drawer. This plane is used primarily to murder people. <laughs> it must be it's the murder they plane. Must have chartered it and not owned <laughs> yeah. it. But, yeah. What if they got it accidentally? They just chartered a private <laughs> jet and they didn't know it was the murder jet. It was the murder jet? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the the imagery of uh richard holding the laptop while the you know so he shoots out the windows of the plane yeah just like the bad guy out and whatever or breaks him but it's just the imagery was so hilarious it's like uh, 
I have to finish this Facebook survey. <laughs> he's just got it open and he's holding it. <laughs> it's like, wait, I have to tell someone why they're wrong about Star Wars. Right. Which one of the girls from Sex in the City am I? If um, I close Candy Crush out now, I will. Have I'm such a Samantha. <laughs> what Hogwarts house am I in? Um, when When he shoots the window. That's plate glass. Yeah, that's not going this is, through there. That's like, like in airplanes, I'm pretty sure it's all plexiglass windows. And I it, know, but it's all shards. And it's like three levels that they yeah. have on those windows. Those windows are really not but, going to just pop. Yeah. Like He shoots one and that bullet shatters all of them in a line. Right. Yeah, like, the sudden pressure causes every plexiglass window to shatter like glass. But shatter. Like, yes. Yeah, like, like said, shards of glass. I understand that we have to suspend some disbelief because there is a man who got bit by a spider and he can like lift up cars and he can swing around town with webs from a wristwatch. I'm I'm starting to sneak onto a chartered flight. I'm starting to question the entire (laughs) concept. We start this this movie with two scientists fighting a pilot who had a gun and locking them in the bathroom and. What the fuck is happening? Where is Spider-Man? Oh, and then we find out immediately. Cut to present day. Spider-Man swinging around New York. Like, how long was that opening sequence? Did anybody time it? Was it 10 minutes? It was. I didn't, but it was long. Um, Like, imagine being a young child in the movie theater watching this Spider-Man movie because Spider-Man is a children's property. Sure. You just watched a man... Murder a woman, and then a man watch his wife die, and then yeah, you know, you know he's gonna die. You watched the f- first act of a St- the f- Steven Seagal movie, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you already be like crying, like where's Spider Man? Why didn't he save them? <laughs> you know, like. Well, yeah, okay. the Richard and Mary stuff even more frustrating than in the first movie. Absolutely, because yeah. we get more of it, and so we're supposed to understand what really happened. But I mean, come on, yeah, Jesus. Um, this movie is bookended by tragedy. Also, I just want to say that it opens with people dying and ends with people dying. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. It really yeah. is. It really Fuck is. This movie. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So, uh, Spider Man swinging around New York. So. The Spidey and swinging around, like alternately, like some of the shots, I was like, "Wow, that looks great!" And then, like, "Wow, that yeah. looks like PS One." <laughs> like, it's funny you know. that way. Yeah, there were. I was gonna say the action sequences. I did like. You know, there was some cool Spidey stuff, like avoiding and chasing the electricity. Yeah, um, from it, and I, I yeah. love this opening shot. But God, I have so many questions about this movie. Where is he falling from? Yes. Yeah. Did he jump from space? Yeah. Was he like on the International Space Station and like, whoop, there's my stop, New York City. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> like, I I assume he's just falling from one of his previous swings where he swung really high in the air. Uh, but the way the shot comes in, it shows the rippling on the back of his suit. That looked so cool. That and did. then a minute later, his costume looked so bad. Mm-hmm. Really, really inconsistent effects work. Really inconsistent. Yeah, good way to put it. Um, So, all right. uh, He spots. Oh, and his theme. I'm sorry. Rarely do I notice the score as much as, like, say, you fellas do. 
but I really was this time, and it really was terrible. There was oh, one yeah. scene with Spidey where it was almost like calliope music, you know? Like so the March of the Gladiators. Do, 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 do. We talked about the production of this movie shit. already, but we did not really get into the music. Okay, yes. So the music was by Well This is this is our accredited mute these are our accredited music people. Hans Zimmer. Great, great choice. Yeah, great. Yes, great. he is, except Hans Zimmer doesn't actually write most of Hans Zimmer's music. And we know well, this. It's but it's not just Hans Zimmer. No, it's not just Hans Zimmer. Um, but by the way, Hans Zimmer for because you know Hans Zimmer does like twenty movies a year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He writes Hans a theme Zimmer. and then somebody arranges the yes. the rest of the music around the theme. I like see, John Williams. About him. Exactly. He writes a single theme and then the rest of the movie is done by his company yes so right right, but we also have pharrell williams yes we do and and johnny marr and Um, and mike einzinger (laughs) so we've got and junkie xl so you've got pharrell yeah johnny marr from the smiths mike einzinger is a guitar player from uh Incubus, yeah. who made the soundtrack for Halo also. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then the guy from Modest Mouse. Yes. There are too many chefs in the fucking kitchen yeah. musically for this well, movie, and, and it shows. Johnny Marsden. And Junkie XL. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Steve Mazzaro and Andrew, uh, uh, I can never say his last name, uh, Kaczynski. Yeah. They're, well, I did not care for it. I noticed it more than I do in other movies. <laughs> Everything about this movie Everything about this movie is too many cooks in the writing, um, yep, yes. in the music. Uh, it's just, yeah. You can see the seams everywhere in the in the music. Where they see uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. The group of musicians, uh, it was they were known as the Magnificent Six. Uh, you saw that in the credits. Did uh, Sinister Six. Uh, music by Hans Zimmer and the Magnificent Six. Ugh. Including it should have been the shitty six. All those, the all those guys we heard from, heard about. All of them on their own are fantastic musicians who could have probably done a great job with Hans Zimmer. Yeah, but by bringing them all in together, yeah, it was I mean, a fucking mess. Johnny Marr is what I like about the Smiths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's right? not Morrissey. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> For real. Well, and, and I and really he's in Modest Mouse, which I fucking love. I really like. Uh, Pharrell's music. I like Same his production. Yeah. I really like Mike Einzinger's music. What he did with Halo was incredible. Playing electric guitar on a video game soundtrack. This like, is interesting. Yeah. But yeah. 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 No, all together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, Spidey spots a plutonium truck. A plutonium truck. A truck transporting plutonium. Yeah. 238 it's isn't it uranium 238 oh is it's it like, uranium yeah okay, either way it's a nuclear which, material which you should not be transporting in a truck across midtown manhattan and i if i I've, i didn't look it up but if i remember correctly 238 is what you use to make a nuclear weapon uh, i think that's what he was trying to do that's, he was yeah, trying that's to, the, probably to sell it you know on the black market. Oh, I'm but, sure. Yes. But also, but yeah. also like, is this really transported? All no. To, like, also, no. that we're shit's all with not, you there. It no, doesn't glow not. orange. It's just, it looks like lead. It's just, and also gray paste. And you know, yes. And also why when they, tr- when it, 
Okay, so this truck is designed when it's broken into for an automated voice to say, this material is dangerous. <laughs> like, are you trying to dissuade the thieves right. by letting or, them know so, how yeah, dangerous like it is? Voiceover, I think, yeah. voiceover on a Disney ride. Yeah. So I actually did just look up uranium-238. Um, it is the most common isotope of uranium found in nature. Uh, oh. Relative abundance of 99%. It is non-fissile. Um which means it cannot sustain a chain reaction in thermal nu- neutron reactor, but it is fissionable uh, to be transmuted into plutonium-239. Well, there you have All it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Science Al. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Wizard. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, everything. Okay. All right. So. But yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, and I'm just going through my unanswered questions as we go through, I guess, because I think we should, because I have lots. Yeah, this is another one. Why was he swinging around? He didn't find out about this heist until we already saw him. This is his graduation day. He was already supposed to have been at his graduation. Why? Yeah. He he didn't. He was in space. He was visiting (laughs) the uh, International Space Station. Yeah. But yeah, and it's a it's a Peter Parker thing. But you're right; it was very stupid here. I mean, Peter always is running late. Yes, and they brought it up in the Raimi trilogy. You know, he's always running. That's the thing, and that's fine. Like I get that as a character thing, but like he didn't. He's not late because the Rhino was stealing the truck. Right, I thought that too. Yeah, Yeah. he found that out during already being late, just swinging around having fun. Which he does, but you're right. It's graduate. Yeah, you're right. He was already supposed to have been there. Yeah. Like Gwen called him because he was so late already, which was like three minutes after the Rhino thing started. Yeah. And do you get any feeling at all in this movie that he's even an above average student? No. (laughs) You know, Gwen even reminds him about eighth grade science. (laughs) Groundy. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that was the sanity whistle, but it applies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, it, the, the whistle has, has multiple. <laughs> it's an infinity whistle. Um, it's an, yes, <laughs> but yeah, it, if he was the Peter Parker we've all always known, okay, he's not valedictorian because Gwen is, but he probably would have had honors and should have been there with his little, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But no one was missing, Peter. No. He was supposed to be a uh, salutatorian. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, number uh, two. He was, he was number two at, uh, at Midtown. Right. Yeah. yeah, she says explicitly to him, that's why you were number two at Midtown. Mm-hmm. All right, I missed it. Yeah, he wouldn't have been in the, the list of names. <laughs> yeah. He would have been called up like one of like right after her. He probably yeah. would have. He, pro- he would have said something, too. They would have been like, you give a shorter right. speech. Yeah. You know, talk about it just how got me to thinking how dumb this peter was right yeah so all right all right so um he foils the heist in the process he saves innocent bystander max dylan who is dressed like one of like a nerd character you'd see on in living color yeah he's got plans (laughs) yes like the the pre-electro character design was like over the top comic like 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 an 80s nerd he looked like one of the revenge of the nerds nerds right yeah I heard that he was really stoked to have this part and to be in it. And 
I feel like he is trying to give a, a good performance. Oh, absolutely. I, I like Electro Max. Everything he's given to say as Electro is fucking terrible. It's a bummer. But yeah, it's, it's that Max and the like, you know, we're best friends. And that was at least interesting. It had some Ed Enigma yeah. vibes from yeah. Batman. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, I, I saw Ed Enigma from. Uh, uh, yeah, Batman Forever. Uh, a little bit of Selena Kyle from Batman Returns. Oh. Just how ugh, awkward these people were. Um, or, or Catwoman, the movie. Right. <laughs> and her uh, as well. Um, and uh, uh, a touch of uh, Richard Pryor from Superman 3. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Um, um, yeah. But not as smooth because Richard Pryor was like yeah. smooth. He was a con man. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't know he was a prodigy at anything. Yeah. <laughs> until that one moment. Yeah. Right. No, he was thought he was just a con man, but it turns out he's a computer genius accidentally. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. All right. So um he does make it back in time to go on stage to graduate, although he did miss Gwen's morbidly prescient valedictorian speech <laughs> about death. Which is what most like Yeah. Luckily now that someone we've graduated taped it for from him. high school, we can die. <laughs> Yeah. basically yes right. it's all downhill from here things to live for but we're all gonna die you guys how's Remember life that. gwen take him forever <laughs> uh, gwen's birth. going out like gwen was bo- gwen's gonna die like gwen was born <laughs> birth school work death i forget who wrote that song but uh yeah they're halfway through dennis leary write that song <laughs> The Clash wrote it over and over and over. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we had our Stan Lee cameo. We did. Stan Lee was in yep. the audience. And he says a line a beat later, but at first it's just him staring at a stage. Yeah. And I thought that was his cameo. Was like, you couldn't find something better for Stan? Um, they didn't. And since we talked about it last time, uh, recall uh, our 100th episode, we did the, the Harmleys. Mm-hmm. Um and uh actor most appearing. Um yes. so I went back just now at the beginning of the show. Uh Stan Lee up to the first hundred movies uh we have seen or heard in 17 movies. Wow. Go Stan. Mm-hmm. Not exactly Man. a lightweight. Um Including Citizen Toxie. Yes, I was going to ask if you were if you got that one. Yeah, yeah, that was his voiceover. He wasn't seen in that, but uh, he was seen in the rest. He is. Uh, he died. I, He's I, the luckiest I, man in show business. Yeah, he <laughs> <is>. yeah seriously. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. No, that- I'm sorry. Vin Diesel still. <laughs> 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 Uh, he's like, my name is Vin Diesel, and I got to be in a car movie. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Vin Diesel is basically what I say in several movies. <laughs> Millions of dollars. Yes. Oh, uh, so, all right. So Aunt May is proud of Peter. She said Ben isn't there. Peter is seeing the, the grim visage of Gwen's dead father and remembering the promise he made to stay away from her. <laughs> Uh, and the look on his face when he's staring yeah. at the Stacy family, you know, just like, oh, <laughs> um, no, like Andrew if, Garfield makes that face a lot. 
okay, if they happen no, to look up, it's like, written. why are you looking at my family like that? Yeah. Oh, it's it your, like you're gonna it's eat the, them or something. It's the ghost of your dead father behind you. Yeah. Um, Resting Garfield face <laughs> is fucking weird. He can't close his mouth all the way. I don't. He's like. So this is so weird. This is the first time we see the ghost of. Uh, no, no. The first time was no, it? This is the second. That's right. Yeah. During the the, the rhino, the rhino. Yeah. This is the second time. I don't know what the because I we only see him a handful of times, but at some point it stops. Yes. Yeah. Which is right. really weird because you would think that it would this. continue until the end because of the end result of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd think. So yeah. um, it should have it should have been right after Gwen's death. Yeah. Uh, you see uh, the final vision of Captain Stacy. Yeah. And he's just like, I told you. <laughs> I, was waiting I was waiting for him at the funeral. Yes. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. Right. I was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's anyway, where I would have expected. I wanted it. to bring that up now so that we can track it along this. And Aunt May movie. says to Peter that like the finals are in one hour or something about the finals. We we then find out she's getting a nursing degree, but the way they introduced, they don't. I don't know. So it's like, who's late for their finals? Peter. Yeah, Peter just graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, huh? That's weird. Okay, so that night he tells Gwen how guilty he feels for breaking his promise to her dad. She tells him that she can't take his shit no more, and she breaks up with him. Um, good for her. Yeah. Even though he's Spider-Man, dude's trying to hold her back. I mean, he's responsible for her death, but even before that, you know. <laughs> yes. I mean. Like, I can move to England. Why don't you just let her fucking do her thing for a little while? <laughs> yeah, dude. This is, like, let her go, man. Um, so then we get a montage of Peter doing Spidey stuff, including saving a kid from bullies, stopping crime, and stalking his ex-girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I do like how... F- friendly neighborhood he is compared to say toby yes he is this is the most friendly neighborhood spider-man i think we've ever seen the way he talks to kids i gotta say to max he had no idea max needed that but that's exactly what he fucking well yeah no and i've got to say i don't hate this spider-man i'm not big on this peter parker i'm not big on this peter at all but i don't hate this spider-man honestly that i know that's a lot of people's complaints about Andrew Garfield is not not a great Peter Parker, but a great Spider-Man. I think the casting is pitch perfect. I think that his performance is great. I think that the failures of Peter Parker is all writing. Yeah, no, um, I could have lived with Andrew Garfield's Peter. Like, I didn't hate it. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite, but I didn't hate it. But um, yeah, no, 100%. This, this film's writing failed every he, of all of these actors. He, but But this moment of him being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he is actually uplifting individual people. In such a cool right. way. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And stalking but his Just like regular Spider-Man, it could, it could have done without this, you know, mystery of what his father was up to. Yeah. And it the really legacy, could have. It know, really it like could have. There was too, too much going on. Way yeah, that, too much. Well, and it ended up not mattering at all. So many Not things. at all. So many things didn't matter. So many yeah. things were introduced and then just forgotten. Over and over again. Uh, so we catch up with uh, Max. But except, I'm sorry, but except what wasn't like, I think they wanted you to forget it. Paul Giamatti and the Rhino were in play. So it would be a reveal. 
But from the first moment I saw Paul Giamatti, I remember this even watching the first time, I never forgot that he was in this movie. I kept noticing that he wasn't there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't work as a reveal. It was like, you set something up and now it's just done. We didn't even see that armor get made. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That Very fucking specific armor. armor. Very specific armor. <laughs> Be like, oh, we got hippo armor. We got giraffe armor. We got rhino armor. We got <laughs> ost- ostrich armor. Yeah. Ostrich. If it didn't have that spike on the front, he would just be bear armor or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter even says paw, which drove me nuts. But anyway, yeah. All right. Yeah, they have hooves, right? <laughs> hooves, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or no, they're they're pachyderms, no. so they have toenails, just feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So all right, we catch up with Max Dillon, who's now obsessed with Spider Man. Uh, we find out that Aunt May is now secretly training to be a nurse. This is another thing that got set up and went nowhere, which no, could have been fine on its own. Yeah, could have been fine on its own, but, but then it did go somewhere. Um, did it when the lights? No, listen. When the lights come back on at the hospital, she says literally, "Oh, we're back. All right, come on, everybody, let's go." Yeah, she's they, suddenly the head nurse on a floor. She's in charge of the hospital. No, but or then that, also, that floor, but know? also They're that, but that there. doesn't affect anything in the plot. Like, she oh, it does, certainly doesn't. And, but, but, but symbolism. How did that happen? I, I can see the reasoning behind it because she's keeping a secret from Peter. And... I mean, that's great, but we yeah. Oh, yeah, we, 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 sure. we we needed a beat where it mattered that she was a nurse. A at some villain point. should have gone to the hospital. Like, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and it didn't like, even have to like like go or, go into um, the plot straight ahead. What if she was like like with uh, working on some of the victims of Electro and some or yeah. or like she actually says in dialogue. There could have been a scene of her in a classroom and all everyone is like 20, 30 years younger than her and she feels odd and out of place. That's like you didn't even need dialogue. That's a short scene because she says it to Peter. Like I'm I'm taking nursing classes with people half my age. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah, so like it could have been that easy. But instead, she's in full scrubs and rallying people in the ER. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was OK. Yeah. All right, so um, then Max heads to work at Oscorp where he's bullied by PJ Novak. (laughs) (laughs) Just just slap that dude. He's like, he's he's four feet tall. Just come on. Uh, We find out that Oscorp is now running the entire city's power grid and Max designed it. Um, Is it being powered by electric eels? Is that what's powering New York? I couldn't get a fix on it. Like I'm trying Is to that his invention? What the fuck are I these know. eels doing? There was plenty of electricity around, but they didn't show how they were giving that electricity. The out eels New York. were the most unnecessary part of all of this. So uh, uh, that's they're sticking with the like realism that they had in the first one, where the lizard was using lizard DNA. Okay. Did we see him inject lizard DNA into himself in the first movie? If anybody yeah, remembers, yeah, we saw, yeah, we saw him give himself was, injections. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So were these eels injecting yeah. him with eel right? DNA? When you get by him. when you get yeah. bit by eels, do they inject electric <laughs> venom into no. you? Well, no. no. Uh, I'm pretty sure the eels were being experimented on with the spider serum that. Okay. 
causes yeah. that has, they could do yes. that results in all of this technology. They got, and... they got rid of all of the animals after the events of the first movie. They specifically state that. And the, the spider venom they kept was secret because they had to get rid of all of the animals they were experimenting on. So what they got were these the... eels afterwards. <laughs> After... <laughs> well, these and they obviously they were, they were taking the utmost uh, precautions to keep the eel experiment safe by keeping the lid off the top of the eel. <laughs> right. There's no <laughs> lid. <laughs> Even a screen, an, an at-home aquarium, you need at least a screen on top if you're not going to, like... Yeah, I don't know. getting all kinds of debris and flies and bugs in there and shit. Well, what, if the, what if the cat comes in? Just going <laughs> to... Then we've got an electric... Reach right in. We've got then an you el- have an electric cat. An electric yeah. cat. Great. They're like, we've been studying for five years, but still, the eels die outside of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so all right all right, all right. So, they believe, it would have very quickly they would have realized eels don't conduct electricity no but, <laughs> or inject it into and we're you. not even to this scene yet but all right max runs into gwen stacy in the elevator <laughs> <laughs> harry osborne visits his sick father on his deathbed where he find out that they have the osborne disease has has he not seen his father in like a decade, right? Yeah, because he's been off in boarding schools, like in Europe, Europe. But I guess, yeah, like he's. It, uh, I have so I many questions about the yeah. father and son relationship. Right? You sent me or the conversation when 15, or when I was what fourteen or eleven? Something? He said eleven. So, but but still, when you go to boarding school, you don't stay there year round. Well, no. if you are Harry no, Potter, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Or, or Harry you know, Osborne. If you're yeah, named so Harry, you can stay yeah. at your boarding maybe, school all the time. Maybe he came home at one point and his like cousin was mean to him, so he decided to stay at boarding school the whole time. Could be that. But is this the first time that uh, Norman has had the conversation about this genetic, this like Huntington's like disease that? Yeah. That it makes was, you grow claws. It the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you pointy fingernails. It gives you, you, know, but that it gives you that Howard genetic. Hughes fingers. Yeah. You know, there there are some diseases that are so very specifically hereditary, while others, you know, have probable. Sure. Yeah. But like, um, this is the first time he's told his son that, oh, hey, heads up. Well, and his son. It's called Lou Gehrig's other disease. <laughs> son of a billionaire. Has not been to a doctor and had a doctor say like, "Oh, yeah, I worked with your father. You know, we're gonna heard of your father. We're gonna (laughs) do like this genetic research. We're gonna like just do a a test on you to see if you have this. Like, Like, right? That's got to be revealed in this movie. Yeah, and then I have a lot of questions about the disease and how it progresses in this film. Given that Harry Harry's dad, it took forty years to kill him. Yeah. Um. So, all right, all right. Did it look to anybody else like Norman had taken some of the lizard serum? That's oh. what I thought about the claws, because they looked more claw-like than fingernails. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he was greenish. Maybe. It's true. Um, so he, he might have... was trying to regenerate cells, which is exactly what Connor was Is doing. this in the Harry Potter universe? Did they use goblin DNA? <laughs> Those uh, are goblins, right? That run Gringotts or yeah, whatever. Those are goblins. Yeah. Yep. yeah so maybe they used a uh, kind of racist uh, goblin DNA. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> erases goblin DNA. But it, yeah, because you know, that's got... one vial on the shelf. <laughs> all right, so um, yeah, uh, Norman gives Harry a little hard drive with all their family's secret projects on it. It uh, looks like a giant like D six. It's yeah. just a dice. Yeah. It's like, make my dice. Yeah. <laughs> I play D&D with my friends every weekend. Keep up the tradition. <laughs> uh, then we see that <laughs> P- Peter's selling pics of Spider-Man uh, to the Daily Bugle. Um, then he sees on TV that Norman Osborn is dead and Harry has taken over the family business. Uh, then BJ Novak tells Max that he has to stay behind after hours to fix a broken electric line. No, he has to. He can't have the day off in remembrance of Norman, like everyone in the company. Right. So it's like, why didn't he just leave? Like, fuck you. Yeah, boss. no one's like, there. Anyways. Everyone's leaving the building in honor of our fallen yeah. creator. You and know, it's his CEO. Birthday. It's his birthday. And it's his birthday. Also, but he listens to this, BJ Novak. This is his birthday. Today is his birthday. Yeah. Yep. And the present, the birthday. day that Norman Osborne dies, is his birthday. Mm-hmm. Just. Putting a pin in that for later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, all right. Um, so, yeah, he goes up on the catwalk. We get the fake out where he, like, we think he's going to get electrocuted. And then he falls into a tank of electric heels. <laughs> I can't get over that. I cannot get over that. I guess. Because he doesn't fall off the edge like no oh, he doesn't oh, lose oh, his balance falling. it all falls to he pieces straight down under him yes he straddled to get up to that power line he had to get up on the the railing of the one catwalk and straddle the open space over to the other catwalk <laughs> railing to reach this thing so he was uh, he was suspended over nothing Except a vat of electric heels. No, but but a bunch of stuff fell with him when he fell in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it, it seemed like it, there was like a structural like yeah yeah stuff failure. was falling to but, pieces. Yeah. Um, and he, it, the power line did shock him. Uh, yep. That's what caused him to fall. I think he fell on, you know, the catwalk, but it wasn't directly <laughs> below him. Yes, debris fell with him. So. Whatever. There's one thing I do know is that when you're bit by electric eels, your teeth will straighten themselves. Oh, that's the first side effect. <laughs> that's if there's if there's one thing that is true of electric eels, it's that they're very important it's to the field the- of dentistry. Yeah. Um eels are known as the orthodontist fish. <laughs> uh, of the sea. <laughs> the orthodontists of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> And the CGI eels, there was a lot of it. Well, and they had like electrical, like bloodthirsty, yeah, sky blue eyes like uh-huh. Electro gets. That's the other side effect: is the blue eyes, and then the deepening of the voice, the like synthesizer yeah. voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the obvious blue skin. Yes, exactly. Um, so, all right, all right. Then we cut to a board meeting. Harry Osborne is taking over, and the board is unhappy about it. He basically tells them to suck it. Um, so evil boardroom scene. Yep. Yep. Vat. Villain in a vat. Villain catwalk, in a vat. Evil board. Yeah. Catwalk, cat- which Roper brought up in the review of 60 seconds. You know, like an yes. excuse to be up on a catwalk that is very shabbily made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the steam and fire. 
factory. Yeah. <laughs> the steam right. and fire so factory. We, so our, many our steam and fire factories. <laughs> this factory. one's different. This is a genetic animal research <laughs> it's factory. It's an electric that, eel factory. Yeah. In this abandoned factory. <laughs> they took over the old abandoned eel factory. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, okay. And one more thing. He's maintaining the power grid, right? Yes. Yeah. This is not the power Those grid. Those deals are. Because the power grid is a different location. That's why I was later so on confused because he's talking about the power grid and all of that. And I'm like, well, what does. I thought the eels had something to do with the power grid. <laughs> um, so uh, Maybe that's why they were right next to the water. Maybe there was like an underwater tank full of electric eels that you just couldn't see. <laughs> New York is. In, in the bay or whatever. <laughs> I, it's now in my head canon that New York is powered by electric eels. Okay, well, so they they do create a small electrical charge, which we knew, but sure. it comes uh, from these particular cells that only they have known as electrocytes. Huh. All right. Is that what plants so crave? So they might have been researching it for the same reason, yeah, as the lizard and the spider. Well, sure, but they wanted to make electric. <laughs> and all God's creatures. They wanted to make everybody electric. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Yeah, that's what they wanted. More charisma. <laughs> you know, Cocaine it stops at a certain point. We right. need electric <laughs> eels. We need more. <laughs> I know an eel guy. <laughs> when, when you mix cocaine and electric eels, shit gets real crazy. <laughs> Somebody's drug. getting bit. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Do you see how that straight?" That's fucking true. Did Even you without the eel? That is true. It's like, did you see that guy's teeth? They're so straight. He must be on the eels. <laughs> um. So, all right. They uh. That then then Peter shows up to talk to Harry. They interrupt up the whole board meeting. Be like, so there's a kid you haven't seen in ten years. Yeah, that we didn't know you knew. Yeah, that we didn't know you no, knew. You knew. That but, they have had no mention of their relationship to each nope. other. No, he sees Gwen doesn't sees know. Norman is dead, him. and yeah. he decides to go and see if ha- uh, Harry is around. Yeah, but and meanwhile, like, his girlfriend has been working for Harry's dad and company for. Quite a while and the now. entire first movie took place From in large part within the yeah. company that Harry's dad was running, and he never once meant, said anything like, "Man, I wonder what Harry's up to these days." Being here at Oscorp reminds me of him. Right, Harry Osborne was shipped off at eleven, so he and Peter were childhood chums. Like, yes, you know, young young friends. So, yeah, how did that not ever come up in convo? I, they could have. I mean, it could have been as easy as like I tried reaching out to Harry but he's hard to reach at this up in the woods of England. I don't know where the hell they sent him to, but like, you know, somewhere far away from wherever there is communications technology. Uh, Gwen leads him on a tour of Oscorp. Yeah. You know, like it somehow could have been connected to that. They could have mentioned it. It could have been a one line. Peter after that, you know, because she notices, obviously Peter is in the group. Then they talk. Yeah, uh, but, but and and then later on, so they have one day hanging out, and then one really awkward conversation about Spider Man's blood, and later on, Peter refers to Harry as my best pal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, they reconnect, talk about their lives. Peter Peter tells Harry about Gwen. Um. But and we find out they're being surveilled. By Oscorp's vice president with uh, some security dude. Um, he's out 
to get Harry out of the business, and he also orders the death of Max in the electric eel tank to be covered up. Yes, because, yeah, if you think about it, I mean, that dude wants to run the company, but also this is all basically PR shit that he wants to spin and play. Yeah. You know, that's really, I don't know. That seems to be his main objective and concern. Yeah. Is not letting the public know that Oscorp is bad. But then there's this vibe like the government's involved, you know. Yeah, very much. Who who killed people on the plane? Yeah, was that the government? government? Was the yeah? We have no idea. Yeah. So, all right, then we cut to it Max. Was just in murder plane. <laughs> just oh, <laughs> you're right. They they it was the first of many plane. coincidences. <laughs> they in this movie. Oh my god! Yes. Why didn't I get massage plane? <laughs> and we have some retroactive coincidences from the first yes. movie, then too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry himself. Yeah. Harry. Well, and Peter. Peter in the first movie didn't get bit by the spiders because his dad worked on them. He just happened to accidentally wander into the spider room. Yeah. The yeah. Pig, which was, oh, which looks like the eel tank. Yeah. Now that we think about it. it does, mm. but like, like they just have bats. Of animals. Peter, the only person to accidentally get yep. bit by one of these spiders in right. all this time. And like, like it's a coincidence. It has nothing. So, yeah. If Gwen Stacy had been bit by a spider, she would not have become spider Gwen. She would have become girl who got bit by a spider. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And it doesn't seem like anything uh, Norman or Campbell Scott were working on was kept a secret. No, at least not in the first one. Like you just said, they had the spider room. The spiders were just out and about. Like what was secretive about what they were doing? Connors is like, Oh, I want to take it a step further and regenerate cells. Everything seemed pretty out in the open. Right, exactly. Until and, this movie. And again, if you're going to thematically set up that Peter's dad was the spider researcher that made the spider that, beat, that bit Peter Parker, then make that how he got bit. Make it like, yeah, oh, my dad was working in this room, so I'm going to go in this room to check it out. Not, I am accidentally happened to be wandering into the spider room. Yeah, where my father's research is still continuing. Yes, even though he's been gone for eight years. And it's supposed to be clandestine. I uh, so I don't Sorry, remember, <laughs> but I I vaguely remember there being a, like a sign on the door or something that he recognized. So there may have been some loose loose tie to him accidentally wandering into the spider room. I think there was like a symbol or something that he had noticed. Well, oh, no, yeah. no, there was no, no. That was the whole animal research side. But then yeah. he saw somebody coming, so he ducked into the spider room to hide from them. Oh, okay. So it still was a coincidence. Yeah. This being specifically where the spiders were, were 100% a coincidence. Um, So, all right. Um, Then uh, Max wakes up in the morgue. (laughs) Now he's electric. (laughs) Boogie oogie. (laughs) He wanders out into the street. (laughs) He wakes up in the morgue and all the appliances uh, start buzzing in there. And it just made me think that those bone saws were ready. He wakes up alone in the morgue. Yeah. Yes. Totally unintended. Nobody gives a shit about his body. They just left him out there on a table. Those are 24-hour operations usually. Yeah. 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 You get bodies overnight. Yeah. The morgue morgue isn't open from 9 to 5. Yeah. Just put him in the drop slot. Was this just the shift change or was he out on a smoke break? We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know because well, and when he comes back from his snow, uh, smoke break, he's like, "Oh, not again." 
another zombie. Shit. Another victim of the eel tank. <laughs> another another <laughs> electric eel. <laughs> Man. Murder. All right. So he wanders out into the street. He can see electricity now. So he starts heading towards Times Square. Peter and Gwen meet up to talk about being friends. She tells him she may win a scholarship to attend Oxford in England. Max wanders through the streets, realizing he can suck up the electricity. Um, Peter's spidey sense tingles. He heads to Times Square himself, where Max is sucking up electricity and shooting it out at people. He disappears mid-conversation with Gwen. Yeah. He leaves his shoes and his hoodie, and I think his backpack on the tree, and she just goes like, "Ah." this is the first time in the entire movie that they, like, really imply on screen that Gwen Stacy knows that Spider Peter Parker is Spider-Man. No, because like, she calls him well, earlier and he, well, it's, it's not soup. Cause he's not like, Hey, you know, I'm swinging around town doing my Spider-Man thing. Mm. Like they really don't make it obvious. They it, don't make it super clear that she is 100% aware that he is Spider-Man I guess, until this moment. I guess if we had not seen the first one, we would really be wondering about that. That's that's what I mean. Like it, you're, they're really standing upon the information that we got in the first oh, movie. Um, yeah. He shows up late to the thing, um, to the graduation, but it's not. He doesn't say to her like, "Oh yeah, I was swinging around town fighting." Oh, no, he said traffic, no. and then she calls yeah. him. Oh, right. the machine gun thing. Yeah, yeah. Did it involve um, a machine gun? They they had an explicit conversation at graduation. Or she, um, about, about him still being Spider-Man? It's like, yeah. Uh, it's like your uh, your traffic jam wouldn't have anything to do with you being Spider-Man. Um, well, because she, she says, she doesn't say you being Spider-Man. Dad. She says, did it involve machine guns? Okay. What? It was just okay. very vague up I, until this moment where he disappears. I guess, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, yeah, I guess it could be any number of things involving machine guns. She thinks she's, yeah, it's she's doing. But, New York City. But you're right. Universe. The way he disappears silently, yeah, that is confusing. He, Spidey yeah. would have said something, but yeah, the turn and he's gone like Batman kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it, to me, is just like terribly setting up their relationship and the fact that she's aware one hundred percent of him being Spider Man. They like kind of dance around it more than I would have liked. They they do they really do they really do lean into you having seen the first movie for a lot of this to make sense. Yeah, and the uh, ghost of Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen the first movie, you're going to be very confused. Yeah, the uh, Parkers themselves. Yeah. So, all right. Um, then uh, Max gets surrounded by cops. Spider-Man arrives, tries to talk Max down from uh, electrocuting everybody. Gwen arrives, too, to watch. Um, this is one of the first of many times where there's an extremely dangerous thing happening, and the people of New York, instead of running away, just gather around. Yeah, they're behind those barricade barriers. There's constantly, there's constantly like- barricades, which people gather to watch. Did they barricade the Twin Towers and people gathered around to watch the buildings fall? Like, that's not what happens. The police are doing nothing about it, too. They're not saying, like, all right, everybody, clear the streets. 
Yeah. Let's get you off onto the side streets. There's clearly an no, incident happening. The very last scene has the same problem. Yes, yeah. it's the yeah. same thing with the right. Like, there's numerous scenes where the police just create an audience era area for well, them. There's gunfire, and you bring your kid yeah. to stand there at the barricade and watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, then Spider-Man tries to talk Max down. Uh, Max is happy. He's finally getting some attention, seeing himself on all the big screens. Spidey is about to de-escalate the situation, but a sniper gets itchy and shoots Max, who electrocutes a billboard. It's going to fall on a cop. Spider-Man saves the cop. The crowd turns against Max, and then he gets angry that Spider-Man is up on the screens instead of him. So all of that are are tropes, nothing but right down to the shaky cop who starts the, you know, situation accidentally. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Um, then the, the villain who's misunderstood. Uh, that yeah. was quite a flip. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just evil now. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we lose that, any ability to sympathize with his character. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't just a, a, a nervous cop doing his job. <laughs> New York and they, turned New York turned on that guy. That could have been the through line until the end of the movie. Yes. But this is what, the end of the first act, I guess. Yep. Yeah. It's hard to keep track in this mess. Um but now he is evil. Yes. Now, and now hates Spider-Man. at this point, he's evil. And the second they started showing Spider-Man instead of him, he hates Spider-Man. Even yeah. though Spider-Man did remember who Max was. He yeah, did. You're my eyes and ears, Max. Like, yeah. Oh, you don't know me? Because I look completely different and I'm blue. But then he tells him, he's like, yeah, Max, you were my eyes and you, you know. Yeah. 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 And hates yeah, yeah uh, I did not buy Max hating Spider-Man in like not a I, just little. not even a second. Um, so all right, all right. So he's able to subdue Max with a puddle of water. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, um. Also, uh, so uh, he did use a fire hose. He did. Yeah, I right. know. The shot of him with the with the helmet on is incredible. That, <laughs> that oh was my great. god! He takes time to Spider-Man. put on. Shot. I as much yeah, the, as it's like time consuming in this moment. I love the iconography of Spider Man in a New York firefighter's right. helmet. Right. Perfect. Yeah. The, the yeah. friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they actually got that right. They really um, did. Yeah. I have. So he gets electrocuted, or not to death, but he gets shocked by Electro and his web shooters. Yeah. Malfunction briefly. Yeah. But then immediately are back to functioning no 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 what what he works on them what one one is broken the other is working at this point but the one that's broken he uses still does it it shoots the webs out left and right that's a different that's the other web shooter so he still is able to use it um in my mind this would have been a great moment for his web shooters to both be damaged and for him to have to function as spider-man without webs Hmm. without the webs yeah it's 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 a cool thing that's happened before in comics. It's, you know, it happened to Tobey Maguire cause he was nervous or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, excited or nervous. Yeah. Or excited. Um, but yeah, which, which leads me to, this would have been a great thing to follow up this scene with him then working on the web shooters, which we do get, but yeah. instead of going from this scene to the web to shooters, that, yeah, no, no. Instead he goes home, broods about Gwen <laughs> Then decides to start obsessing over his dad's secret briefcase, which apparently he hasn't looked at in two years. Because a country pop song. Yes. Before I forget about it, 
something that stuck in my mind so much. Um, where did the Spider-Man theme come from in this world? Yes, it's his ringtone, and it comes. He's humming it to himself at one point. I think there are at least two different references. I think three. Yeah, to that theme. Yeah. Also, uh, don't who don't you think of that theme? If your secret identity is Spider-Man, do you want your okay. cell phone ringer to be Spider-Man? Well, yeah. Like, unless it's a popular song that was written in that universe, but we don't know. Yeah. No, but we I mean, don't. even then, don't you think he'd be like, oh, I'm going to use this country pop song that I yeah, like to I solve uh, mysteries <laughs> yeah, to sure. as my ringtone. Ring right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. So he starts, he, he goes into his dad's briefcase for the first time in two years because like, Clearly, he hasn't looked through any of that stuff since the first movie. Right. Um, and he discovers a subway token, the word Roosevelt, which he then Googles Roosevelt. And it's shocked. Yeah, what is, is Roosevelt? Important name in that city. Question mark was and, his Google search. Yeah. And uh, then con- constructs himself a Pepe Silvia board. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. None no. of these interconnected threads make any sense. They... Visually, they don't make us learn anything or question anything. No. It is just Peter solving his problem using red tape. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then we discover Spidey's now very popular after the electricity fight. <laughs> Harry Osborn finds his dad's secret projects on the hard drive, including a super soldier suit with a glider and the uh, Peter Park or the Richard Parker spider research. Uh, we get a montage of Peter trying to make his web shooter electricity proof now at this point. And he gets a call from Harry who tells him he's dying. He goes to visit Harry who shows Peter a video of their dads talking about their spider research <laughs> and tells Peter it was all destroyed. <laughs> but he thinks Spider-Man spider Bros. got his powers from it. He knows Peter knows Spider-Man and he wants Peter to contact Spidey and ask if we can have some of his blood. I would have loved for him to ask him you take pictures of Spider-Man. You aren't Spider-Man, are you? And have yeah, Peter outright ever. deny it. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been more, it would have given more gravitas to when he figures it out. Your father did this research with my father using spiders. Dude, using are you Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Right? Yes. That would have made sense. It really would have. Because if yeah. you are, I need his blood. I think it could save me. Instead of, you take pictures of Spider-Man, I need his blood. Well, and, well, and also like he like so Peter's worried about the effect it's going to have on him. But does he think that Harry Osborn's just going to inject Spider-Man's blood straight into him? I had the feeling he was intending on having Oscorp do some research on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and also they have he has a multi-billion dollar genetic research company at his uh, available like at his Beck and call. He can do whatever he wants. With vats of different animals already there. And yeah, and that's not what happens. No. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he says he doesn't have much time. It could be as little as 40 years. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Meanwhile, in another part of the building, Gwen's trying to find out about Max, but her search tips off security as they've got the whole cover up thing going on. They come after her. She runs. She bumps into Peter. They hide together. They do some kissing. She ends up escaping with Peter's help. Um, Doesn't she run into... What's his face first? She runs into Harry on the elevator. She runs into Harry after that, on her way out. Oh, after that. Oh, okay, that's right. 
But yeah, yeah, she runs into Peter. This is the most coincidental shit ever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's <laughs> running into every important person in that fucking elevator. Yeah, because yeah. if literally if they hadn't, then he wouldn't have been able to figure out Peter was Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Just, Just coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. I and do like Captain America rolled in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Loki stole the. And then the Fonz was all. I, I really like the <laughs> Peter spilling coffee and tripping the guys yeah. moment. It's yeah, that great, was fun. Like cheesy yeah. Peter Parker being Bungling. Spider-Man kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Even in the comics when he pretended to be, un, you know, unsteady on his feet and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like drunken master kind of motion. <laughs> right. yeah. Bruce Wayne had to pr- pretend he was a cat about Playboy. Peter just had to like stumble when he fell every now and then. Uh, so, all right. Then, meanwhile, at the Ravencroft Institute, we see that Max is being <laughs> experimented on by an evil German scientist named after Franz Kafka. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, uh, my God. That was just over the top. That That's a trope that why was that trope involved? Right. Yeah, evil Nazi scientist. And I mean, I can forgive the name being Kafka. Why not Dr. Franz also? Well, but yeah. uh yeah, but I mean, like, because they came from actually, the comic book, but they actually give him the German accent, and he's so evil. So he Electro names himself in this moment. Yeah, don't you know? Don't you know who I am? I'm Electro. Like, no, dog. You I didn't have know. a name before this. We've never met. <laughs> do, yeah. Do you? Think- I'm Max Power. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, yeah. Do you think he was thinking of that like the entire time he was in his like little water? Cell is yep. which, by the way, well, that that's another unanswered question. Can he breathe? Does he not need to breathe now? Because they keep him underwater. That's where they keep him. So and he couldn't breathe when he's just sheer electricity moving through circuits and stuff. Yeah, no lungs then. No, uh, no, I'm with you. Like, how does he breathe? Max threatens Doctor Kafka. You trap me in a prison that runs off of electricity, and that doesn't matter at all that means nothing it's just an empty threat yeah that's the most frustrating rubber gloves yeah 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 and why uh, not put him in a glass prison he created a he created a surge at that moment that shattered kafka's glass glasses Mm -hmm. um but it was sort of just like oh not enough yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't you think he would be like electricity surging through the things that he's attached to? Right. Everything know. that like, conducts electricity. Yeah. Just like, like Magneto and, you know. Yeah. yeah. He'd be touching the power grid and drawing power from it or something. Yeah. Ah. Uh, All right. So back yeah. back at the Parker's house, Aunt May finds Peter's crazy wall and confronts him about it. That's <laughs> Charlie Day wall. Yeah, his Pepe Silvio wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, he tells her that he knows there's something about uh, his parents. She's not telling him. <laughs> She's like, no, I can't think of anything. Oh, except for the two government agents who came by to tell me that his parents were secretly selling weapons technology to uh, hostile governments. Well, and your father took a very specific train every day at the same time, Peter. He took this one specific train, and I remember the time my brother-in-law went to and came home from work 10 years ago. He was a very simple man, wore the same clothes and took the same train. That's all you remember about this human being? 
That's like what you Those remember about your G-Men because they even show the FBI ID. But yeah, later on, is it Oscorp? Is it the go- you know? Yeah. And yeah, the the government would definitely tell her all those details. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So then Spider-Man goes to visit Harry, tells him that he's not going to give him his blood. Harry gets mad. (laughs) I was saying, like, so when you're really angry, you get really angry. Instead of just, like, screaming, yelling, cursing, you go, you're a fraud, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. I'll get you. I'll get you yet. Also, it's his voice jesus christ man he doesn't even try he doesn't even try i'm fairly certain yeah. that if any Boy. of you three guys dressed up as spider-man and walked into my house <laughs> i'd be able to recognize you the also, voice on the uh, gate we yeah you recognize the physical presence underneath the full body costume yeah. too like the reason people don't know who spider-man is is because they don't know who peter parker is yeah he's a nobody but if he's your best friend, you're going to be suspicious. His best pal, who he hasn't seen in 10 years. Um. So, all right. Then um, Peter goes to Gwen to convince her not to go to England. But uh, it doesn't go well. She's about to go in for her big final interview. Um, at home, Peter discovers a bunch of subway tokens in his dad's old calculator. Why were they in the calculator? I um, Why did was he hiding them? Was it weighting it down so it would feel like a Why different was type a, of calculator? Why yeah. was it a noticeable anything? You know, they're just like, subway tokens. People leave metro cards. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Were they what a sort of tip off kind of subway they token for that specific subway turnstile? I, I mean, I, I guess they might have been like subway tokens that aren't well, let's used get anymore. Why the, the, they come into play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So, all right. So, yeah. Anyways, um, he realizes that Roosevelt refers to an abandoned subway station. Meanwhile, he Googles Roosevelt and the D line. Yes. Like genius level intellect. Uh huh. It's like he goes to all. He goes to Altavista crimes. <laughs> yeah. At first, he goes to Altavista. All right. So, meanwhile, well, the Harry- last movie was sponsored by Bing, and this movie is now <laughs> he's doing Google searches. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Harry discovers that the spiders may um, have been destroyed, but they extracted a bunch of the venom first. Then he finds out about the electro thing and the cover up. Um, well, Felicia overheard two scientists talking about just it. Talking, yeah. <laughs> like he didn't find that in his little Nick Fury cube of information, which well, it should have been yeah, in there, right? Yeah, I don't think he even looked. I think Plan A was ask Spider Man, <laughs> the elusive Spider Man, for his blood. Plan B is look in my own company's research. Right. Yeah. Um, Reverse those, Harry. Yeah. So uh, see but, if you got any of that shit laying around, and then ask a human being for their blood. Right. So um, he discovers that the cover up has been pinned on him by the VP, who arrives at just the top, just the moment he figures it out, um, to tell him he's being uh, that he's taken over the company and he's kicking Harry out. Um, he quote unquote fires him. Yeah, because that's he, not how that works. Has he been elected by the board or like? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the moment when you're like, oh, the board's already voted. Yes. You're out. The board you're fired. The board's already voted is the exact thing you say so that we don't think about it anymore. 
Yeah, well, and they're, they're trying. He's trying to make it look like he was behind these, you know, cover ups and Max and shit. So it would have made sense if those were policemen or marshals or something behind him. But once again, like I guess Oscorp goons. Then why frame him? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seemed like he was being deposed. Like he was. There was a coup of some kind. Yeah, that, and they were trying to frame him for all these. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, yeah if but... you framed him for all this shit, he would be being arrested. So that would explain how he was fired, quote unquote. But you're right; it doesn't explain that. Dudes come in a room and drag him out. Well, yeah, no, and it's like just the <laughs> or tried to. Yeah, but, they they were going to, and then yeah. he says, "I know my way out." And yeah, they just let him yeah. wander the building until he finds his way right? out. Yes, seems like either or. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. just just being frame him, or... just the bad publicity and being being kicked off of the head of the board doesn't mean that you like are getting escorted out by security. But it's another trope for the list. Yeah. So, all right, then Spider-Man. Okay. No, then, then, then let's see. Okay. Peter goes to the subway, uh, finds his dad's secret subway lab. Trope, 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 trope. Ding, 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 ding. He finds, Subway lab. He finds the video his dad made, which just finished getting uploaded. So I don't want to dig into this too deep, but <laughs> how did he construct this hydraulic underground right? subway container? Right? Fortress of Solitude. Right? How did, how did, did this... Richard Parker do all of this on his own? Did he hire a contractor? Did he have like He's a like, hydraulics listen, guy I, on staff? I spent my life savings on two things. One, <laughs> a jet? one, a trip on the murder jet, and two, a secret <laughs> underground subway lab. That I could send emails farm. to. Right. He emailed himself. He emailed himself this video. Why didn't he send this to the federal government? Anywhere other than his own personal secrets lab underground, which no one is supposed to ever find. Or to ever. Osborne's competition, you know? Any, he could have sent this to, like, the Baxter building any, or something. I any, don't know. Any what place where is. an actual human's going to find it in less than 10 years. You know, okay, Sony yeah. really missed an opportunity. There's so much Sony product placement in this movie. You know who he should have emailed this to? The head of Sony. <laughs> oh, it would have been leaked. Yeah, and Sony would have been in the news, and they would have made a bunch of money <laughs> because they did the good, the right thing by turning in Oscorp. Yeah. Should have been meta, but, I mean, yeah. Yet another room for Sony product placement, which we have not mentioned thus far. We have missed oh, 4,000 individual yeah, Sony so products. So many Sony but instead products. They went with basically Donatello's underground lab. <laughs> Subway lab, yes. It looked a lot like that for the outside. Yeah, do you think he got pizzas delivered there because he <laughs> stayed throughout the uh, the day? And... Yeah, after he made obviously a complicated mechanism to allow those old coins to work in the turnstile and get and the thing to come up. Sub- and <laughs> he <laughs> built all of that. Yeah, I I have a I have another question and then put about the tile work back. <laughs> he, so he took this train to and from work every day, mm. is what Aunt May says to to Peter. Yeah, did he stop there before work and after work? Like, did he work nine to work five? Done. But but he actually took the train. You know, he he left at six and worked until about eight, to and then took the train. 
to the Oscorp building and then got off. Maybe he left a little bit early, didn't take a lunch. So he left at four so he could stop at his subway lab. <laughs> right. Like work at what it. point during the day did he work at the subway lab? Or yeah. did, is that where he but worked for Oscorp? Like but on May, that line hasn't run in 30 years. Literally, he's <laughs> taking a fucking ghost train. Don't you think she would have put that together? Like, wait, I use the subway to get around New York. The D train doesn't go anywhere. It hasn't been running since I was a teenager. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. You'd think a lot of things that, okay. Yeah, I have you so many questions about this movie. Sorry. You remember the Roosevelt stop with the hydraulic train yeah. car? <laughs> the, or the, the wall when you were a kid. Yeah. So, all right. Um, the the upshot of the video is that um, he was actually trying to stop Oscorp from selling weapons to other governments. Um, He's not actually a bad man. Yes. Shocking turn of events. Uh, meanwhile, and I love my son. Yeah. In video, <laughs> right. I would like to go on record as saying that I do not dislike the my child. <laughs> it's true. I told him to hide, and I never went to look for him, but. <laughs> He was a solid dude. Instead, I started making this video. Peter, if you were ever bitten by a spider, this you is... may have magical powers. Or and here's a makeup a tutorial. This is the video he was making while Peter was playing hide and seek. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, Harry sneaks into uh, Ravencroft and frees Electro. <gasps> when, when the guy says you need one of these yellow... Uh, badges to get past this point. Why didn't Harry just say, okay, can I have a badge? But no, he kills him, thus negating the need for the yellow badge, then steals the yellow badge. <laughs> he could have very easily just said, like, don't you know who I am? Give me your yellow badge. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Electro has, like, leveled way up now and no longer needs a physical body, I guess, except later on at all the times when he does apparently have and need a physical body. He doesn't and need clothing. a physical body, but he needs underwear. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. They weren't ready to go full uh, Dr. Manhattan. A lot uh, of chafing. Hanging you know. dong there. Yeah, no, they were not. Not for Spider-Man. Um, so then Peter gets a voicemail from Gwen telling him she's on her way to the airport to go to England. She got approved for the fucking scholarship and is literally jumping on a plane because there's a class that starts this summer. Mm-hmm. That That is not a real human being thing to do. Also, Gwen Stacy's dad was a cop. That's like some like multimillionaire child, like trust fund baby thing. Oh, I'm catching a flight to London this afternoon. Oh, yeah, it is. Like I yeah. was planning on going in the fall, but now that I've been approved, I bought a plane ticket because there's a summer class. It was um, some it was, scholarships have stipends, but yeah, it's a good. But also, yeah, it takes a while for that that money to come through. You know, yes, it's got to go yeah. through the school not overnight into yeah. your bank account. Right, kind of it's thing, it's the sure government it's using gonna it take to buy drugs for sure. He was um, just ready to start a new life. So, yeah, oh, fuck you, Peter. Um, so maybe she was just going to go to the airport and see if she could get a ticket. (laughs) All the murder jets are booked. She she was holding up a sign saying need to get to London. (laughs) I guess I'll take spirit then. The murder planes aren't. Uh, so, um, Harry and Electro show up at Oscorp. Harry makes the uh, VP give him the spider venom, which he injects into himself, but it turns him into some sort of. I don't know, some sort of like goblin type creature, <laughs> some sort of greenish hued. Um, when he oh, gets yeah. it, 
he has an entire genetics research company, and he has this VP who just deposed him inject venom into him. Straight venom. Yeah. He doesn't Straight go like venom. do it. Bring in a team of scientists. We're gonna turn on the heart rate monitor, and then you're gonna inject the blood. He's like, nah, just put that, put it right just in. Just put it right in. Not put like, it in my veins. Yeah, full strength. Like he has no idea how much he needs. Like. Yeah. Into the hand he is holding, into the arm he is holding the gun with. Yes. Like, and, wouldn't you be like, dude, put it in the other arm. I don't want you to accidentally pull the trigger in case you. He's like, use my. Have a toes. seizure or something. Yeah. I've taken too much venom. And once, once he starts, once he starts getting the venom, he literally starts talking like a goblin. Like he starts doing a voice yeah. where he's like. <laughs> he starts teasing his hair back as if it's windblown. Yes. <laughs> well, no, his hair, his his hair is still. He still has the Hitler hairdo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. At this Until moment, he collapses yeah. to his knees and crawls to the armor, mm-hmm. which then heals him. Yes, somehow. Yes, the armor here. Yeah, who knows what the yes. fuck? What the fuck is this armor doing with the spider venom? They but mentioned it, that they were working on armor that could regenerate. But yes, if they've got that going, maybe they can leave the spider venom behind. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of technologies conflict with themselves here. Well, and the VP bails. Yeah. He bails. He's like, oh, he collapsed. He dropped the gun. I'm out. And that's emergency protocols. And every door to our Sinister Six thing opens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the odds that he put on the wrong suit? Like he puts on the rhino suit or puts on the, uh, you know. Yeah, the vulture wings or something. Or or the the butterfly man or whatever else is down the hallway that we didn't see. Um, Yeah coincidence yeah. yeah i think not um so all right meanwhile electro goes out to try and get spider-man's attention because oh i'm sorry one of my favorite puns happened here in that boardroom when they walk in and electro like and the desk flies immediately harry says the tables have turned <laughs> <laughs> oh uh electro says to him do you remember me They've never met each other before. Yeah. These people don't know each other. Right. Remember me? I'm Electro. Like, no, dog. Yeah. I wasn't in Times Square. Right. I don't hang around eel vets. Yeah. Did he <laughs> did he see him watching them doing research on him? And was he aware of it? Did he I mean, they mentioned use electricity was... to watch through a camera or something? They mentioned he designed the grid or had a lot to do with designing the grid. But yeah. But they also, never met. They, they never shared a scene. Yeah. We never yeah. saw them on screen together. If he had said that to BJ Novak. Much better. And all he would have to do great. is just be in the room. Yeah. I know he's not the most powerful guy at the company, but he could have just been meeting with the VP when they walked in. Yeah. yeah. Easy. That's a great in. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so. Spider-Man does a big romantic gesture for Gwen Stacy and then swoops in and grabs her and she's like, fine with it. Not like, hey, I have a plane to catch. You're uh, right. And BJ could have acted like he didn't remember him. Yeah. And that would have just set I am, him off. I'm still on this with you, Josh. And and they would have had opposing people for them to both be angry at. Would yeah, have more angry sense at the VP. Framing yeah. them in the screen together, you know, like the two of them versus the two of these business executive but guys like the way homer loses uh, uh, mr burn you know just yeah. like you don't remember me yeah you son of a fucking bitch yeah Anyways, um but now and now on the bridge with the giant i love you yes i would have really appreciated it if somebody in the cars like the cab driver like huh spider-man does appreciate new york city 
or yeah. something. Oh, something. Yeah. Or just You're something because right. I love took you. it as personal. Like, Scott yeah. Reddy. They yeah, know like, Spider Man did it. It's not like. Yeah. You got to get people on a bridge, especially in a Spider Man movie. Got to get people on a um, bridge. The, the bridge that they're on is actually the bridge that Gwen Stacy dies on. I thought, yeah. Uh, in the comic books. In the comic books. Mm. That particular bridge. Which was, was that a head fake or was that them paying homage to. Uh, the comic books. I think it was a little bit of both, but poorly executed yeah. as both. Yeah, because she dies in the same manner. It's just in that, like you said, that convenient clock tower. Yeah, <laughs> the clock tower. The conveniently inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. the power plant clock tower. <laughs> so, all right. Um, then uh, Electro causes a blackout at the power plant. There's a thing with two planes about to crash into each other because apparently when- they don't have backup power generators at air traffic control towers. Gwen says, is that Max? Yeah. The power plant is very far away. Yeah. How does she know? Does she, I mean, inference, I guess, but like, why is she asking that question? It's just a power outage. It happens occasionally, even in New York. Famously, yeah. it's happened in New York several times in the last couple decades. I, th- her she saying has to explain this to Peter. No she had to explain to Peter the nail and battery experiment. Yes, yes. She has to do that, help him figure it out so that he can't get zapped. But also, like, blackouts do happen, and planes don't oh, yeah. fly. Like, they, they have emergency generators in places. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not arguing anything. <laughs> well, and no. generally, planes aren't set on uh, head-on collision um paths no there are very specific lanes of travel to and from airports right um right you then you lose to avoid this or yeah yeah just keep going on your path well and also the odds of two airplanes running into each other in midair are so small right because there's a lot of fucking space for planes and And there are people flying the planes and you can see the lights of the other planes and like right the the wing direction they they do literally have a a window in front of them yeah and sensors and whatnot yeah you can maneuver a plane out of the way of something if you have enough time but 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 how else are we going to get get on a plane again this, this weird like both planes going 90 degree angles past each other also doing that one of those planes is going to hit the ground, if not both of them, because that is a difficult thing to pull a 747 right out of at that altitude. I imagine it's another ripoff trope, too. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've well, seen it in an action movie, but even in that movie, Pushing Tin with John Cusack, I don't uh, know if remember. Yeah. it's actually a pretty good movie about air traffic controllers. But I've seen that shot more than a few times. Yeah. Well, film. OK, so 100 uh, percent they had this because without it. There is no civilian danger from what Electro is doing. He just yeah. caused a power outage. That's well, it. And Spider-Man does nothing to save them. No, no. This was just so that there was some sort of like a general population danger. That if Spider-Man w- had died, these airplanes would have done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. If Spider-Man had been sipping tea in his apartment. Because isn't it Gwen that turns the grid back on? Well, they kind of do it together, but also like they would have seen each other. <laughs> like, yeah, like the air traffic didn't save them. They're, they, yeah, I, yes, it's right. a huge waste of money and time for yes, this, you're right for this Good point. Yeah. yeah, CGI casting a 
flight crew and uh, air traffic control crew. No, so dumb. No, no, it's it's one hundred percent because the studio said at some point, like, hey, doesn't there need to be like a a danger to civilians? If yeah. Electro could have just said, I'm going to leave the city in darkness and they're going to need me for power. The people will come to need me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. And they'll go crazy like when other brownouts and blackouts have happened. Yeah. yeah. There's rioting and looting and whatnot. So, all right. So Peter heads to the power plant. Gwen follows because she knows how to do something, turning it back on. Spidey fights and defeats Electro. There's a lot of CGI with flashing blue electricity um uh he plays itsy bitsy spider yeah uh, and spider uh, says I, I hate that song i at first i thought that was just part of the soundtrack but a, supposedly it was electro creating that with the power grid yeah it's like playing a tesla coil i guess yeah. if you ever seen those videos on youtube they're kind of cool yeah but so like I don't know. I I kind of zoned out both times watching this during this part because I was just like, it's just flashy electro CGI. Like it was so boring. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, didn't uh Willem Dafoe Goblin? He was singing "Itsy Bitsy Spider" in the first. Oh, one. he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. More reciting it creepily. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he 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 kills Electro. And the planes are saved. Yay. Does he, though? He yeah. magnetized. Or... He he electrified an electric guy. To hold who, the charge. Who right. then disappeared. Supposedly overloading him. We saw the yeah. device that was in Electro's head. But also, does now he... Now sitting on a pile of ashes. But when yeah. did that device go into the head? True. I think it... in the prison. I think in Ravencroft, they did that as part of their experimentation but you're right though he just you're right brian (laughs) i bet that's the explanation but it just suddenly appeared yeah yeah Yeah. so who who put the voltage regulator yeah in him right and also he no longer needs a physical body he can just become pure electricity like none of this makes any sense but he doesn't have to snap back harry made him an awesome suit or got him an awesome yes where did he get that that suit where did he get that that suit yeah i assume that that was he was making it because now he can control <laughs> matter and he can create matter from he must nothing. because he turns into electricity then comes back and he still has the suit on so the suit has yeah. to be part of his electricalness i can't say for sure um but i think the device that was in his head was what was allowing him to vaporize into electricity and travel hmm. through power lines or something because he, he didn't do that before well yeah I, I, so we say for sure i'm just saying i don't i feel like well, we didn't see the device at all until the final battle but i mean i don't know i don't know it's stupid it's all you, you stupid. Really see it when he's talking to kafka and it's and he's turning pink mm. um you can kind of see it ramping up a little oh, so bit. then kafka right. put it in then yeah. that so explains why they didn't tell us yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just uh, woke up that way one day. Yeah. <laughs> so in prison. Nobody so, tells you why. Right. So then Harry arrives and he's like, ha He's all the goblin. Um laughing. Yeah. So uh he takes Gwen they he realizes Peter is Spider Man. They fight, he takes Gwen to the top of the clock tower. 
<laughs> the clock tower. They all stand around for way too long. Yeah. Way too long. And and then and then Peter says, Gwen, run. Like, don't you think she would have been like, dude, who the fuck is this guy? Right? I'm getting like, out of here. What is this? Yeah. S- Spider-Man, call me when you get home. Right. I'm I'm going to London. <laughs> this is a spidey situation. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. London now. Goodbye. Yeah, and he either had too much makeup or not enough. Yes. Also, Jane DeHaan looked... Ugh, it was a weird how did, how did the goblin DNA and spider venom mix make his eyebrows look like that? Right, and his, his eyebrows changed. His hair texture and color and style formed changed. The way it formed, it, it didn't move, yeah. but it looks windblown. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It took him an hour to get that hairdo just right. <laughs> just right. That's what he was doing. In front doing. of the mirror. That's why, that's why it took him that long to show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look good. Um, so, all right. <laughs> they, so they fight, and Gwen falls to her death. <laughs> like I don't even care. Um, like he, I, he is uns- the goblin is unceremoniously kicked into a wall, and we do not see him again. Yep. He he yeah. he lands and is unconscious, and that's it. And yeah. honestly, I'm I'm not kidding. I saw the stuntman's face for just a half second when he fell against the. The yeah. wall here, yeah. yeah. Uh, so all right, uh, well, and we get the big Peter holding, stopping time, yeah, to get one last moment of Gwen Stacy's warm body, time. and then he can no longer stop the turning of the gears of time. Yeah, I fucking this is so ham-fisted as a metaphor. Oh I hate it so gosh. much. Yes, it is, uh, especially when they take you to a bridge. You know, we know that's how Gwen dies. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, no. What if it was a clock tower? And what, uh, and, and what, and what if her valedictorian <laughs> speech was about how time will kill us all? Yeah. <laughs> Slowly, well, uh, the earth Peter, is pulling us back. Before he she is dropped to her death, Peter says to Harry, put her down. <laughs> and they are 40 feet above the top of this clock tower. Wouldn't you be like, I'm coming up there to get you. Gwen, stay calm. Not put her down. Right. <laughs> put her down. <laughs> like drop yeah. her right now. Very drop her where she's at. Words. All of the yeah, and like yeah. the slow motion falling, and this the 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 spider web comes out and is shaped like a hand. <laughs> how how ham fisted can you make this whole scene? Oh my god! Oh, until the brutal end, the visceral. I've got to say, I'm at Ooh. I'm at. I'm at least happy that, like, because that, th- yeah, that's gonna snap her neck, 100. percent brutal, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that I appreciated that at least. So um, honestly, this is when the movie should have ended. Yeah. You should have uh, been weeping. Yes. You should have heard the goblin go <laughs> and fly away. Right. Roll credits. Post credit scene yes. of Peter, you know, carrying the mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the movie continues again. We, I, my stole. We got to this yeah. point, and I stopped, and I had to pause it, and I realized there were 18 minutes left. I know yeah. a lot of that was credits, but nonetheless. No, not a lot, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right, we get her funeral. Peter is sad. <laughs> we, see, we see the passage of time through the seasons. <laughs> he stopped being Spider-Man. Um, and then we don't see him get over it, but he obviously has a moment where he gets over it. Well, okay, well, he's watches her valedictorian speech and he's like, you know what? It's oh, true. 
Time will kill us all. I should just get on living. That's why they call it a present. You know, I've never talked to that neighbor girl before. Let's go knock on her door and see if she's ready to get down. Right. Uh, need me something. But, um, so, yeah, then we get to see Harry. He's in Ravencroft. Um, he's visited by the gentleman. Um, and they, uh, Harry orders him to start forming their own team to start with Rhino. We get to see all Vulture and Doc Ox stuff. And then um, uh, we Rhino gets broken out of prison. He's given the Rhino suit. And he's just in Times Square again with, with the crowd of people. Yep. A mother and child just on the other side of this little barricade. Well, and the kid. Locking guns or fire exchange. Yeah. And the kid comes out and it's the kid whose science experiment Peter saved. And then... Yep. Spider-Man shows up. He symbolizes New York. Yeah, exactly. Sp- yeah. Spider-Man shows up and he's going to fight the Rhino and roll credits. Yep. That last shot is incredible, though. That's a great shot. Of him swinging the manhole cover. Ah, uh, chef's kiss. Yeah, that looks I great. bet it could have been a fun battle. Alt- uh, you know, there, it could have been even more of a fun battle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, so many people were like, oh, yeah, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Paul G's head in the middle of that robot so was pretty ridiculous and when he was talking and, and like shaking his fists uh, and the, yeah, and the kept, robot was shaking he kept fists. opening it up so he could yell things at the crowd yeah like, yeah but there's not a microphone and a megaphone yeah. system yeah. i mean does anybody else feel like the rhinoceros was kind of shoehorned in oh yeah oh. it's 100 because they thought he was going to be bigger in the third movie it, it was just, I feel like the opening sequence and the last sequence of this movie were created for marketing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And nah. they thought maybe they'd do the six. I was just trying to make a pun. But yeah, yeah. Oh. he was absolutely oh, yeah. just stuck in. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, th- 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 oh, about the power too. Like, they were so determined, like, we've got to get the power back on. But like, you're not your number one thing isn't defeating Electro because they didn't know the planes were going to crash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I meant to mention with the Rhino at the end, like this was a glaring example. It happens a lot, but very glaring where even villains stop for the emotional beat. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. The cops stop shooting. That's sort of their moral code. But like the villains are also like, Let's let this kid have a moment. Let's just let this. He takes the time to taunt him too. <laughs> yes, right. Which that happens with villains, but yeah. Which I, I like, wonder. Oh, if, let's let him put on the mask. If Spider-Man let, let hadn't shown up, well. do you think he would have like uh, unceremoniously crushed the kid to death and then shot okay. at the crowd? I wonder. Like yeah, like because he he could have he could have <laughs> yeah. showed up. He he just didn't like, he didn't have to stop doing anything, anything. and wait for Spider-Man to get ready. He could have just kept going and killed a bunch of people before Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what was his end right. goal? Yeah. Yeah, what he was, was he even doing? Right he was now. just out running yeah. around being like, "I'm the Rhino." Don't yeah. Don't you forget <laughs> about me. <laughs> uh, um All right. Uh do you guys have any I, I we we went through all of my Mine's many here. many unanswered I have questions. So There's many no questions, but yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I've asked all the ones that I need to ask. Um, okay. Um, are you guys ready then to rank this thing? Yes. 
All right, let us take a look then. Um, I'm honestly very, I don't, I don't even know where to put this thing. Um, where is Spider-Man 3? At number 61, and we put the first Amazing Spider-Man underneath it. Huh. This is worse than the first one, I think. Oh, hands yeah. down. <laughs> Hand, yeah. How much worse? Um, let's see. Let's put it down. Um, so, I mean, I'm looking like we've got... I feel like it's Electra territory, but that's probably... Elect- yeah, we got Electra, Batman and Robin, Spawn. Whew. Um, I mean, I'm like fine. Howard the Duck. Oh, man, it's Electra material. God, that's late 90s. Oh. Howard the Duck, 72. I'm fine anywhere from like 85 to 100, whatever. So, like, there were some things in it I kind of enjoyed. Like, it wasn't a total train wreck. Like, there were bits and pieces that were enjoyable. But in some ways, that made the bad stuff feel even worse. Yeah. Okay, the so casting ha- was incredible. Um, and it I'm made the ha- whole movie feel bad. Yeah. Like, like and, It made me feel bad for the people in the movie. Right? And all the fun Spidey stuff. Like, I enjoyed that. Um, but so like, what about like in oh, between Shark Boy and Kabuki Man? I, I feel like this is better than X-Men Origins Wolverine. It is. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was incredibly disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Do, um, well, under oh, oh we got Kick-Ass 2 at 81. That was another sequel from this kind of era that was pretty bad. Is it, yeah. Is it I liked it better than this. Yeah. 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 As bad as it was. Do we want to... How about do we want to put it just stick between League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and X Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I can dig that. All right, we're bury put, this movie. Putting this in at number eighty four, um, and there it shall bury stay. Bury it like Tony and Disney did. Yeah. Um, two. All right, and that is where it shall go, um, which means we are. Drawn a close. We are done with the rankings, and it is time to look forward to next week. Now, normally, I would be telling you all about our next superhero movie. However, we've got coming up here a little thing I like to call Spooktober. Ooh. So that means next week, for the next four weeks, um, we are, instead of doing superhero movies, we'll be doing... Uh, horror movies. We've each chosen one. Um, I randomized them and uh, picked the first one to do. So next week, our first uh, movie for Haunted Phosphorescence shall be Monkey Shine. Oh shit, that's mine. Oh man. Either you're welcome or I'm sorry. Yes. um, Monkey Shines is coming next week, guys. We're taking a break from the superheroes. Um, we won't be ranking them, but that's all right. Uh, or we can. We could, you thought yeah. Yeah, we could rank <laughs> We could do whatever we want. Um, but, yeah, that is next week. Um, Haunted Phosphorescence. We hope you enjoy our uh, month-long celebration of all things scary and spooky in movies. Um, but for now, uh, thank you all for listening, for watching, hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your host, Thoreau Smiley, and I've got to go. 
I'm going to put on some spandex and rescue a kitten from a tree. I'm Josh CC, and I'm going to take one last look, and then I'm going to put it where it belongs. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, and soon everyone will know what it's like to live in a world without Spider-Man. Just kidding. He'll be back. Forever. I'm Alaric Weber, but you can call me Sparkles. <laughs> Thanks, Sparkles. We'll see you yeah. next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.